This episode of the Tokunet Podcast is sponsored by Tokulectables, CS Toys Japan, the webcomic Red Belt, and Toku HD. If you would like to hear your name or business during the podcast, go to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Tokunet or visit our sponsor page at tokusatsunetwork.com forward slash sponsor. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tokunet Podcast. My name is Yasin and I'm joined by Nicole. Hi. George. Hey. Okay. (laughs) And Ryan. Hello. Yeah, bring that energy back up after George. Yeah, we just went like boop, boop, boop. (laughs) Oh, man. So how's everybody doing? Not good. Uh, Considering. uh, Not going good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's snowing. Yeah, it that's is. weird. It's snowing On in Tokyo. March 29th. It's a disrespectful 91 degrees in Florida. <laughs> it is freaking hot over here, dude. Uh, well, New York is uh, raining and full of the coronavirus, so that's nice. Oof. Yep. Everybody stay safe, stay home. Yes, yes. Uh, so, today, this episode, we are going to talk about the Ultraman New Generation Heroes. Basically, all the heroes from Ultraman Zero to the upcoming Ultraman Z. Uh, so, to start, I guess we just start with Ultraman Zero, who didn't have an official series, but had a whole bunch of like movies and specials and all that stuff. Uh, started with the Mega Monster Battle Ultra Galaxy Legends. The only way I can get that right is if I read it. I can't remember that. I can never remember that title. It's a mouthful. It's crazy. But I always get it confused with the series. Ultra Galaxy Mega Monster Battle. God, yeah. It's all <laughs> confusing. They're titles. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So that movie is the first appearance of Zero, and we see him being trained by Ultraman Leo. Um, It takes a while before you get to actually see him because he's in that that armor, constricting armor thing training while everything else is happening with the Ultra Galaxy cast. Um, Has everybody here seen that movie? Nope. Yep. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Oh, man. Off to a good start. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you haven't seen it, you should. It's it's, a... it was the first. I think it was the first thing that Kuri Sakamoto directed when he came, went back to Japan after being on Power Rangers for so long. I think that was the first oh, thing he did. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, and on and actually, it was from what I can tell, it was the only movie that got released with English subtitles at the time. Yep. Because uh, I actually imported that from Japan just to watch it. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah. Well, thank you, Subaraya. That's awesome. Yeah, that so, was really uh, cool. Fun fact: that was actually at the request of the uh, movie's composer. He's an, I think he's an American. Uh, he would actually post around on English Tokusatsu message boards, uh, mm. like talking about the movie and stuff. And people would ask him if 
they could have subs on the English release. And he's like, well, they did give me an English script so I knew what I was working with while I was scoring it. So I'll see what I can do. Mm. And you pretty much have him to thank for that. Wow. Yeah, no, that's actually incredible. I kind of wish we had more opportunities like that now, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually really love that movie. It's It's a weird movie because it's all CG backgrounds. If it's not on a spaceship, it's all CG backgrounds. But it was really cool to see, like, uh, the land of light in, like, this interesting composed way, I guess you could say. Um, fights are awesome. And yeah, actually, really, like, I don't know what the perception of Zero is now, but I I love Ultraman Zero. And especially oh, yeah, in this me movie. too. He's great in this movie. Um, even though he's in it for like maybe the last third of the movie, I think. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, this was something I really liked about the fights in this is uh, you guys know like Ultraman is typically known for like kind of slower action because they want to sell the, you know, the impact of them being giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, this movie was the first time you had like actual like really fast-paced fight scenes going on as if they were human scale. And just seeing that on a movie was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah I feel like sometimes that happens in those kind of like the the separate movies. Like I know like the Ultra, Ultra Fight Galaxy, I think that one was like the most recent one. And I did feel like because they were in space and not necessarily like Earth... Mm-hmm. You know, where they're giant, they can do that more kind of human style fighting. I, I really enjoy that. They went really hard with the theatricals in that uh, entire series. And for it being a YouTube series for that, too, is like really impressive to see. Yeah. Also, I believe all of the Ultra fights are directed by Koichi Sakamoto. I think. I don't think so. Really? So I know the recent one was. Yeah, the recent one And I know Ultra Zero Fight was. And I think Ultra Fight was because he also did Ginga S. Well, he did... I know he did the uh, Ultra Fight Victory. Yeah. Um, He... Did he do Ultra Zero Fight? No, that was Yuichi Abe. Oh, okay. Got you, got you. Um, So I think his shows were uh, Ultra Fight Victory and Ultra Galaxy New Generation Wachimaduzles. Gotcha. I, these titles, they get me every time. They're a mouthful. They're, yeah, they really are. But back to Zero, like, though I haven't seen his kind of introduction movies, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy him as a character. Yeah, like, he's so one of my much. favorites. Yeah, like, he does, you know, he's popping up constantly in the newer seasons, and I absolutely adore him every time. Like, I'm not tired <laughs> of him at all. His I, personality I is incredible. Arms. Yeah, yeah, I really do, too. Like, I'm so glad he's going to be a, in the new one, too. So I'm like, okay, more Zero. But it's great that, you know, he had such a good, you know, kind of origin to him. It's a shame that he hasn't had his own, like, standalone season. But it is what it is. Yeah. The um. Yeah. So basically, the reason for that is, uh, Subaraya was pretty much going into insolvency at the time, because they were 
dropping all of their money on fighting Chayo, trying to get the international rights back, so they couldn't really afford to make a show. But mm-hmm. I think that kind of really did work out in Zero's favor because here we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of the character. And, yeah. Um, just as somebody who's watched him since the first movie came out, it's been really, really cool to see him go from this brash kind of like, you know, cool kid on the block to he's a teacher now. Yeah, yeah. I really like the progression that you see with him appearing in the, the newer seasons in particular. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty amazing how they've developed his character throughout the years, which is, you know, they don't really do that with all the other Ultras, so... Yeah, the um his character in particular, like especially with the uh Ultra Zero Fight stuff, always really, really made me want a like a full length series just focusing on the Ultras and like his team, like with no need yeah. for human characters. Because I think you could really make that work. It could be done. It's doable. I was gonna say with the the second movie, uh, Return of uh, Belial, that's when they introduced the uh, Ultra Force. Is it when well, no, Ultra? Ultimate Force Zero. Ultimate Force Zero, yeah. That's such a good name. And I love that team. <laughs> that it's it's such a good dynamic. But yeah, there was, I remember something that I, I think uh, George and I were talking a long time ago, and I didn't realize it, but for a good like four, maybe five years, Ultraman Zero was the main Ultraman without, even though he didn't have a show. Like he just he had like three movies and all that stuff and so even though there was no uh, consistent ultra series, he was an Ultraman for like four years. Yeah, yeah, he was the face. He was the face of Super Mario for four years. Yeah, and that's pretty. That's a big deal considering he never had his own real series. Yeah, and I I still see him as a pretty big face of the series. Like, of course, I think of the original Ultraman. I really go straight to Zero. Like, he's mm. become so iconic, especially with the newer seasons. It's it's great that he's become kind of the face of Subaraya and that has kind of stayed over mm, the yeah. years. For someone who is very disconnected with Ultraman for a hot minute and then going... The first one I watched was Jeed and um they had the episode zero where it was like hey there's these two guys okay you know them great they're gonna be popping up the entire time I had no idea who zero was I had no idea who Belial was so I was like oh there's movies I should have watched um (laughs) but it would it zero is he surprised me on how much I ended up liking him Mm-hmm. Um, just like the cockiness, but he's also a really good mentor to the new generation heroes as well. More than I would have honestly expected. I mean, we'll get to it, but like with everything in his like two second cameo in uh in X had such a such a strong impact on like how X ended up like approaching everything for the rest of the series that. Um, even like two minutes of him is something that will like that stuck with every single one of the uh ultras he met. Yeah, and I think I think it's because I mean he has to be a really strong character in that way, like in in order to have an impact that huge for like you know so many heroes and stuff like that. And he honestly he feels like an anime character. 
Oh, my he's God. so anime. <laughs> he is. I mean, his voice actor, you know, it doesn't help that that guy is just insane. So, And I'll be honest, every time he says, like, you're 2,000 years uh, too early to, you know, go up against me or something like that, I smile. I'm like, you know what? It's cute. <laughs> it's you. a cute catchphrase. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice one. Mm. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's got a good dynamic to him, especially how he's evolved, too. He's so dang funny. Yeah. I, um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Jeed, but one of the things I really liked from that show is how he kind of becomes a mentor to the son of his, like, greatest rival ever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really cool moment in that show where I think it's... Riku is on a bench and he just decides to tell Zero, you know, like, hey, Belial's my dad. And Belial's kind of like, well, I guess, you know, we both had da- have dad issues. Or Zero, was, <laughs> Zero said that. And yeah, that was such a good line. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Going back to uh, the Ultra Galaxy Mega Monster Doohickey thing movie. Um, <laughs> mega Ultra Big Words. <laughs> um. So Zero is the son of Ultra Seven, who's the second like Ultra hero. Um, we find out he is not a good dad in that movie. Really? To, so one of the climaxes in in the in that movie is Zero realizing that Seven is his dad. He had no idea Seven was oh, his dad. Oh, he didn't know. Whoa! I didn't know what? that. So like the the I guess the contrast they wanted to show between Belial and Zero is. On their planet, there's this thing called like the Ultra Spark, which is the source of their power. Mm-hmm. And Belial tried to take it, and that corrupted him a little bit. Um, and then he gets taken over by an alien. That's a whole other thing. And then Zero tries to take it, and I guess like seeing how like jaded Belial became, instead of like casting his son off into prison or something, Seven just decides to send him to a different planet to train to become better. Hmm. And he's trained by Ultraman Leo, who Ultra 7 trained back in the Leo TV show. So it's like this weird, this lineage of like training and like master apprentice thing. Uh, but yeah, that was really messed up that he didn't know that. It was yeah. Famous. I kind of want to watch that movie again now. It's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. Revenge of Belial is also a really good movie. Yeah, I think, like, as far as traditional tokusatsu movies go, that's probably my favorite. Because mm-hmm. the Mega Monster Battle movie was really, really experimental, but the Ultraman Zero, the movie, had more, I think, actual practical sets and stuff. And yeah. it just it felt more like a cohesive movie. It kind of like they had a bit more money to work with that time. And it seemed that they were trying to build out this, like, you know, story, or, like, just, like, have him being in different situations i guess yeah uh it was very it was very expanding um and then you get to ultraman saga and that's not a good movie can you guys expand on like what belial's backstory is because i feel like i completely missed out on that from not seeing the movies but i just know that he's evil that's all i got (laughs) so it basically ties into the ultra galaxy tv show which was like the two season, I think each season was like 10 or 12 episodes. And it was basically like Pokemon, uh, you know, rather than Ultra Hero, 
like Ultraman being the main characters, you had this space force who could control Ultra Ultraman monsters and just have them fight each other. Yeah, what? That sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> and we find out that like one of the keys to being able to do that is having a certain type of alien blood in your body called rayonics. And they're typically bad guys, but the main character, you know, he's a good guy or whatever. Um, so Belial is basically taken over by one of the rayonics and that's what makes him all evil and like creepy and stuff um oh. and he's able to do that because as an ultra belial was always kind of not as just and upright as the others he, he was a bit selfish and that kind of creates like a opening for the alien to be able to get into his body and take over him did he always have the giant claws no oh. <laughs> he actually looked like a normal ultra before he gets taken over by the rayonics yeah, he's a great character, though. Like, he's an insanely good villain. Like, I love it every time he shows up. Oh, uh, George, who's the voice actor? I remember he did another character that's famous. He, I forget his name, but he voiced Balance in uh, Q-Ranger. Right. Oh. oh. Okay, well, I should preface that. Um, so the original voice actor, I believe, was like a famous Japanese comedian. And he voiced Belial for the first two movies, and everything else after has been uh, balanced as an actor. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I, I wouldn't even have put that together, honestly. Did Mom- Mamoru always voice Zero? Because I know he's yeah. been voicing it for the mm-hmm. new gen- uh, the new. Okay, I didn't know if he did it in the movies as well. Um, at the time, he was a really, really, really big, big name uh, voice actor. Mm. So. That was like one of the, the the gimmicks to cast a wide net was like, hey, like if anime fans like this dude, he's going to be in our show. Yeah, well, he's still huge. He's absolutely still like a pretty big voice actor, at least in my opinion, based on anime. So it's still amazing that he gets to come back and continue to voice Zero, even in the new show. So that's awesome. Yeah, there is um, a quote he uh, from him during... Uh, like the press release and stuff for uh, Ultraman Z, which was him saying, like, I kind of feel like a parent really proud seeing a kid grow up. Oh. Yeah, it's just cool. To, like, you've had this one actor play him for... 11 years. Long... Yeah, 11 years. More than yeah. most other characters. Yeah. Yeah. And he's great. Like, he's he's the perfect fit for this character, too. So... He definitely has the personality down, like, just in the voice alone. like. Yeah, that's true. He he puts a lot of charisma in there. I, I can't oh, yeah. I can't even imagine anyone else who would be like voice acting zero. Yeah. I think if it ever comes to that, they would probably just retire the character. He's yeah, so yeah. 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 That's how I'd want it, you know. But yeah. anyways, yeah. No, Zero is awesome. Belial is like such a great villain. I always love that suit too. Oh my gosh. It's like clean, I really like... do yeah, yeah, it's really clean, but it's still, it's got all the villainous aspects that make it really different from other Ultra villains. Those so big, meaty claws. <laughs> so I guess on the note of Ultraman Zero, the movie, I kind of always have to throw this out. Uh, y'all, y'all know who this is, right? I am sending an image. Mm, I want to say yes. It's It's Riku. 
when he yes. was a kid in the yes. that movie. Oh my god! Yes. Yes. That was one of yeah. the things I was really impressed. Why that, like, I had they actually yeah they actually yeah. brought him into it. So it's it's crazy. Wow. There's a in the Ultraman Jade movie. There's even like a, a little callback to that. Oh um, yeah. One of the right. one of the Ultimate Force Zero guys like asks him to do a specific pose and it's the pose that um his character in Ultraman Zero the movie did. So Riku does it and then he's like, nah, maybe I'm just imagining things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was he playing as Riku in this or was it a different just character? Totally different character. Yeah. Huh. Completely different character. What was his character? He was, he was the it. younger brother of the person who was playing who was Zero at the time. Or the Host. The body, the host, the host, yeah. Wow, that's a good poll. Yeah. yeah, right? Wasn't he also in uh, Comrade Dinner? Um, I don't know, but I know he was, He play, I think he played a young Captain Marvelous in the Gothydra vs. Okay. Gavin yes. movie. Yeah. Yes, he was that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great that they like looked back at the Zero movies when they were casting for Jeed. I bet they looked back and they're like, oh, yeah, we should get that kid. <laughs> you know, fans would really appreciate that. So it's crazy. It's crazy how much influence these movies have on the newer seasons. Absolutely. Also, nothing will make you feel older than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he looks yeah. like a baby. Man, yeah. Um, there's also the Ultra Zero fight, which I remember. The only thing I remember from it is that it introduced two new forms for uh, for Zero. I forget the story of it, though, honestly. So yeah, base it takes place after Ultraman Saga, and in Saga, Zero teams up with uh, Cosmos and Dinah, and they all towards the end they fuse to become Ultraman Saga. Right. So in Ultra Fight, I think it's the. Uh, the yeah the first ultra fight zero um he just randomly has these new forms already and it's it's i believe they say it's because of the time he spent fused with the other ultras mm. so you know he has like a blue form and a red form based on powers from those two uh that's a really pretty good like special it it wasn't too like crazy story-wise but it gave you a lot of fun action it was yeah. um so the way these these things aired is at the time there was a show called Ultraman Retsuden, which is essentially just a clip show. Um, but after a while, Subura had enough money to do like new content, so they would air three minute mini episodes at the end of each episode. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense because I've looked up stuff for the Ultra Fight Zero, but I'm always like, wait, why is it so short? <laughs> Um, and then the first one was popular, so they did a second one, which is probably my favorite Ultraman Zero thing ever, because it deals with, you know, Ultraman Zero's friends kind of all dying in really dramatic and sad ways. And Was that the the Ultraman, Ultra Zero or Ultraman Zero Chronicles? No, no. That was, okay. that was also a clip show. Yeah, no, that was something else. What are you this is just about? called. Is, this one's just called Ultra Zero Fight. It's it's just like season two of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's so much they keep branching out that I can't like keep up. I, I got lost. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> There's good. It's good that there's so much content for him, but it's like oh, it's so hard to keep up. 
I really like this the second Ultra Zero fight thing just because it focuses a lot on more of the differences between Belial and Zero. And I think it's the second to last episode. There's this really cool moment where Zero finally faces Belial and he's very angry at him and like he just shouts at him like, you're an Ultraman, right? Don't you have something to protect? And it's done in this really, really cool dramatic way. And I think the voice actor is absolutely sells it. And that's why he's like, if they ever change it, they just need to retire the the character. Yeah. yeah. You should watch it if you haven't. It's each one's about 40 minutes, like their compiled versions. Yeah. Uh, the oh, second one. Short. will. Yeah. Um, each one was like 13, three-ish minute episodes. And I could bang um, this out in a work break. Yeah. First one's pretty standard the second one will like absolutely destroy you because it is so sad Mm. oh man i don't need to cry about ultraman anymore man (laughs) i already do that enough (laughs) (laughs) um so if there's nothing else to talk about with zero even though we could probably go on we'll get back to him eventually we'll get back to him he pops up all over the place um, so before we get a regular season, we get uh, Neo Ultra Q, which was what? Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> Neo Ultra Q was basically an updated version of Ultra Q, but it was one of like maybe twelve or thirteen episodes. Um, Never even heard of this. Do you know what Ultra Q is? Yes, I'm not. I'm not that much of a fake Tokusatsu fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe you for now. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until we get to Ginga. Oh. Okay. Um, but yeah, Ultra Q is basically a uh, Neo Ultra Q is basically an updated version of Ultra Q. Um, I'm honest. This is the only one that I haven't seen in full. It was always kind of hard to get a hold of those that show for some reason. Um, but from the few episodes I've seen, they were really interesting. And now that I've yeah. seen. Seen some of the original Q, I kind of want to go back and watch this because they probably have a lot of references. I don't think anything is ever going to beat the laundry episode, though. Yeah, that was a good one. I think that was directed by Taguchi. Uh, Taguchi, yeah, yeah. That was a Taguchi. So, episode. just for reference, there's I think the second episode. So each episode is like standalone, um, aside from like the main cast who are kind of just observing the story. But the second episode focuses on a monster who just wants to wash people's clothes. Um, But, you know, there are some characters within the show who are kind of apprehensive about it. And it's got a real sort of like puppy dog quality to it. I've always heard that like Neo Ultra Q was actually pretty good, but it does seem like it's just harder to watch. You know, it's hard to find. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I think just because it didn't, it didn't have any heroes in it, and it was more aimed at adults. Um, the, for the modern fan base, there probably wasn't the biggest appeal to like actually go out and upload it. Yeah. Yeah, but I love like when Ultraman focuses on the kaiju. Like those are always my favorite episodes for each season. Like when we really get a good kaiju focus episode. Like every time Pigmon appears, I love and he Pigmon. has like a new story. Yeah, yeah. So I love that kind of stuff. I think Ultra Q, or excuse me, Neo Ultra Q. It would be nice to get more exposure to that. Yeah, it's um, 
one of those shows where depending on the episode it can be a little silly or it can be very dramatic so you know the first episode is this very warm-hearted feel-good story about a monster who just wants to do people's laundry no that's the second episode the first episode is about a monster migrating to a forest so it can die and whoa jesus yeah and along (laughs) the way you see people who are like protesting against it and people who are trying to protect it and you see people eventually just start attacking it and the monster just kind of persists it just all it wants to do is go to a forest so it can die whoa wow that that is heavy holy moly um and i I always say this is the darkest episode i've ever seen of anything ultraman um and that's mostly because it is really dimly lit (laughs) yeah it's 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 definitely color corrected in a way that makes it very moody from episode to episode Uh, oh by the way uh if you do want to watch it now it's on toku hd Yes, yes, it is. And when the, at the time of this recording, Toku HD is one of our sponsors. So please go check them out. They have a ton of Ultraman on their uh, sh- their platform. They even have the anime. They do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ultra, Neo Ultra Q is a show that I need to go back and watch. I, I think I can appreciate it more now. Because back then, I was definitely one of those people who was like, there's no Ultraman in it, and it's only about Kaiju. I kind of don't. I, it was harder for me to get into back then, but I definitely think I can get into it now. So yeah, uh, next up, uh, this is when Ultraman uh, basically comes, sort of comes back. This was still during the, you know, they were still going through the whole Chayo stuff, so they didn't, there was, I guess, budget-wise, they were still struggling. So when they made Ultraman Ginga, it kind of shows in the show. It was, yeah. it was noticeable. Yeah, um, I will say I love the design of Ginga, but I don't mm-hmm. like I don't like the original Ultraman Ginga series. So with that, and we'll get to it eventually. I honestly feel really bad for the first season of Ultraman yeah. Ginga because by itself, it's good. Like it's good, but when you put it up to Ginga S, it's not even fair. Yeah, like you could tell the series or the season has a lot of heart to it and it's like it has the kind of right direction that now you see pretty often in the newer seasons. But oh my god, it was so hard to get through. Oh god, just everything about it was so difficult. I, I yeah, it was a, it was a, for me it was mostly the the story and character. I just I just couldn't care about anybody in the show. Yeah. And then you have the uh you know, the action parts where it's just like you could see the struggle and, you know, bringing it back up, I guess. They but, really yeah. they really tried to bring it in with like the with like the season finale fight and for it only being like twelve episodes or something, I think. Um they at least by the end of the se- like season, they really did their best with trying to pull around with the everything that they were working with yeah i can definitely give kudos to the season for that in particular because i think in context of things it's 
insane they were able to do anything to yeah be honest. yeah and i did overall like the concept of like the spark dolls and stuff like that i was really into that kind of stuff you know because i just need more soft vinyl figures of ultraman yeah. and kaiju what better you know? way you to sell your wrong. soft vinyls than being like hey they're in the show kids yeah 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 no it's absolutely perfect and i enjoyed that a lot but it, i think it really did fail when it came to the characters like i really i mean hikaru, hikaru was like hikaru there you go if i can say it right hikaru was you know whatever but the rest of them like were completely unbearable so yeah, yeah. i don't know and you guys are gonna kill me but i i hated the gimmick <laughs> i really it felt uh... it felt so lazy to me i don't know it just felt like okay Oh, you you put a little stamp on one of the legs and then you just put it onto onto the spark. <laughs> like, okay, that that becomes. I was like, that didn't work for me. I did appreciate Taro as a spark doll, though, and him just always kind of being in the background. Taro was riding the struggle really bus fun. the whole yeah, right? series, and I was just like, man, I feel that like. Yeah, yeah. I at least appreciated like the humor yeah. that he brought into the show. But yeah, it yeah. was very difficult to get through Ginga. But yeah, g- given the context, I definitely give it a pass just because, you know. Yeah, like in context, I give the circumstances a pass, but it's just not a show I would ever really want to revisit. No. Um, Ginga S, yeah, it's probably not the first season for me. Yeah, and then this is also just one of those, like, you kind of had to be there things, but this show did not air straight from episode one to the last episode. It aired the first six or seven episodes and then took, like, two or three months off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember because I was watching this live. Yeah. Didn't the hiatus happen at the end or did that happen in, or, like, the end of the first season or was it through the entire series, too? Or I guess it was. Yeah, like, they... So, like, I think the official titles were, like, the summer break half and then the fall semester half. Right, oh, right. Yeah, and then uh, Ginga S did the same thing, but with S, it's a bit more bearable just because it's... With Ginga, for me, they're just, like, it was... I did not care about that weight because I didn't enjoy the characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember it being very hard to convince myself to watch the remaining episodes i was like i want to just because i've already sat down and watched the other ones but yeah no that's that's a season that i think if ultraman fans that are getting into this want to go back to they're more than welcome to but i think it's also kind of skippable because in ginga s i feel like you don't really need to know about the previous season Mm. all that much like you might miss out a little bit i mean the 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 bad guy in Ginga becomes uh, starts to work for the good guys in Ginga S, right? Yeah, that there's that, and her his uh, friend shows up in that one episode mm-hmm. as the singer of the song. But other than that, like you don't really need that much context yeah. to watch the season after. I think you just need to be vaguely familiar on like Ginga. S could have probably done with an episode zero, like how they did with Jeed. Oh. Yep. And they and they did not do that with it. And I didn't even know about the uh, hiatus in between the two. So when I went from uh, I went from finishing uh, the first season of Ginga, I was like, oh, it's done. That ended a little bit abruptly. That was only like 12, 15 episodes. And then 
you go to oh Hikaru is in a uh, task force now and he's in this big huge organization and I was like the lad was just in like high school or something <laughs> what happened <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. I guess if you didn't really know about the hiatus, it would be really, really confusing. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's still Ginga S, in my opinion, is is a much better season. There's just a lot better characters. Yeah, it, it felt like a more deliberate show. It knew what it wanted to do from episode one. And yeah. I, I don't know, George, I don't know if you remember this, but during uh, Ultraman Ginga, there was a news article in, I think, was it New York Times or something like that? New York Times front in page. In the Times? Yeah, it was, a, it was front page. What? And it, Yeah, there was an article about Ultraman Ginga and about, like, The Tsuburaya dying art and, of Tokusatsu. Yeah. And I, I have it. I don't know. It's somewhere in one of the boxes that I packed, but I still have it. Huh. Wow. I went, I deliberately went to the store. I was like, I got to pick this up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it wasn't just, you know, a little thing that was kind of snuck off into the corner. It was, like, front and center on the front page of the New York Times. Well, I don't know if... It wasn't front and center. I mean, it was on the front page, but it was, like, a little corner on the bottom. Just the fact that it was in the Times in general, like... Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, a behind-the-scenes shot of them doing one of the night fights. And you see, like, Ginga on his knees about to get hit. And you see, like, a spark coming off of him and everything. That's interesting because it, it I feel like Ginga did come about at a time for Subaraya to you know, they were really trying yep. to bring back Tokusatsu for them. It's it's incredible that the franchise came back the way it did. And I think we do have Ginga to thank, even though the first season wasn't really all that good. At least it inspired them to continue oh yeah absolutely i don't think ultraman would be here in the state that it is right now if not for Ginga. yeah 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 and i can certainly appreciate that because the new generation heroes are just fantastic in my opinion and it's nice to see Ginga pop up in those as well like he's a pretty inspirational like figure at least in like how he was in like in x and everything yeah, yeah, yeah it's true, great yeah. that he comes back and like, you know, he'll come back for the movies too, like the, even the actor himself, so it's incredible. And I think Zero uh, trained both Ginga and Victory yeah, at one in, point. Yeah, uh, the Ginga S movie. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Oh, <laughs> when I was, okay, so funny that you bring it up because um when i was watching through x um at the end of the uh at the end of the uh ginga crossover they're like hey let's go let's go to your world and i'm like oh there's going to be a movie in between here that i'm not going to see anytime soon okay <laughs> yeah that sounds about right. So if we're talking about Ginga S, though, can we talk about Mana? Like, I really oh, like her was character. Great. Android 1-0. Oh, my God. Like, don't even get me started on how badly I liked her outfit and was like, God, I need to cosplay her, <laughs> you know? But no, she was an incredible character. And, like, everything that happened to her at the end, like, I cried for her. I really did. 
I didn't expect to get as emotionally invested into Genga S as I did. Um, yeah. It was very tough to, like, like how do I want to put this? It just coming right off of Genga and, like, not really knowing what's going on, it was such a 180. And um, mm-hmm. Ginga S really, like, pulled it into, like, you know, for, like, what a more traditional Ultraman is. Like, there's a task force. They don't know. How do they not know that their coworker that they see every day is Ultraman? Um, <laughs> it, it really, like, traditional style of Ultraman, but in a, in, like, the, it set the groundwork of what the entire theming for, like, new generations did. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think Ginga S really set more of, like, what they wanted for the rest of the seasons. You know, Ginga, I think, was experimental for them, for sure, just yeah. to see if they could bring Ultraman back in general. Mm-hmm. But I th- they refined it in Ginga S, and it's so good. Like, don't get me started on Victory, too. Like, oh, damn, boy, I love him. Victory was great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at first I was like, dude, this guy is really annoying. But then I started liking him. But Yeah, I really didn't like him at the beginning of uh, Ging Ass. It just, yeah. it, it just, the typical brooding hero. Edgelord, edge secondary, secondary Tokusatsu yeah. character. Yeah. I'm sure we can all agree that Shepardon <laughs> is a good boy. <laughs> Shepardon is the best boy. But yeah, I, I, I do like it when, like, the thing that I did enjoy about it was the sort of underground society kind of thing that Victory came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I enjoy it when Ultraman kind of does that and has, like, different... It's not all about, you know, modern-day, current civilization. It's, like, other stuff. That's kind of what I enjoyed about, like, Orb Saga, or Orange's Saga. That mm, kind of stuff. Yep. Like, I, I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. There are a lot of good, like just even side characters um mm-hmm. arisa who went on to go into build right was that the right character that i'm thinking of yes yeah. yeah yes yeah like i can't believe like she was really good in that yeah. show i didn't know that she, she was in it honestly yeah no she she set a good precedent for how a lot of the female characters in the newer shows yeah. are like because she's tough as nails mm-hmm. you know but she's still got a great, like, you know, kind of funny, quirky side at times to her. Yeah. So, yeah. I honestly wish I saw more of that side in uh, when she played as uh, Sawa in uh, Build, because I didn't know yeah. anything about that. I was watching it. And I'm like, why does she look familiar? I know she <laughs> looks familiar. And then I did the Google and I was like, oh, my God, what is she doing here? This is great. <laughs> yeah. More, please. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, she's she's great, but I I do wish that she had more of like the tougher side of her as Sawa in Build cuz her character in in Ginga S is really good. So. Very good, very good. Yeah. 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 Is there anything to say about the movie or the Ultra Fight? Nah. That the Ginga movie, Ginga S movie was kind of eh, it was okay for me. I didn't It, it wasn't was great for me. Not not great yeah <laughs> um so we can go you know go straight to ultraman x if you want to yeah such a good season i didn't Am I, ex- right? I did not expect it to like like it as much as i did yeah i really like this show 
It's it was okay. <laughs> uh oh. It's slow. Uh-oh, George, I, come on. The first, it's very. The first five episodes are slow, five-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's very slow to pick it up and like very much like mm, ish ish like the first season of Ginga. It was a mm. little bit slow to pick up and like realize what it was doing, but thankfully it had the extra the other half of the season or that uh, Ginga didn't have at first to like this is what they want to do, and also they had the Pigmon episode, so. Yeah. Oh my god. That was such a good episode. Everything about that was great. Yeah, no, everything I agree. X definitely did start out really slow and I feel like it didn't get to the major plot points until quite later on. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I enjoyed the team. It was a good was team. In Ultraman X. Very good yeah, team. Yeah, compared to all the other seasons right now, I think that's my favorite out of all the teams cuz Everybody on that team had such good personalities and like actually pretty good story arcs and all of this kind of stuff. Like I love the scientist character. Really, oh, she was really? so good. Oh my god! I just uh she remind like I think her character definitely inspired. Um, oh my god, I'm totally blanking her name in Taiga, but the Pitika. the team member. Yes, really definitely inspired Rika because like they are so well, I, I mean, with everything that happens to her at the end, but like the kind of smart but like feminine type mm-hmm. of thing is so just lovely to see. And also she had that episode with Zero where <laughs> uh, she captured everyone's feelings towards Zero. Right? <laughs> I would do that. Are you kidding me? The fact that she got a selfie at the end of it. That's great. <laughs> that's all that ma- that's all that mattered. Right? Who wouldn't want one? But yeah, I've always had I've always had a uh, soft spot for X. Um it's a very I guess it's more it's more a monster of the week than like it doesn't have like a through story all the time. Yeah. It's definitely more of a episode by episode basis but i don't know i i always had a lot of fun watching it and maybe it's a part of it just because like some of my friends here in atlanta we watched it together week to week so then we so then it would we all got really hyped for it whenever a new episode came out and like especially like the ultraman max episodes like that kind of stuff was like so good i think that's probably a part of it why i really enjoy the show but i was i just had a lot of fun and i love the design of it and i like Mm -hmm. the dynamic between uh, Daichi and X and all that. Like, oh, that, yeah, that really was fun. so great. Yeah. yeah, the only thing I have to say that I didn't really like with X was I felt like they didn't have, like, a really established gimmick because they kept throwing in, like, the cards and the spark dolls, and I was like... That's true. Uh, it never felt cohesive enough. That's very true. I honestly wish that the side characters had a little bit more going on with them. Um, Mm. and I mean, like the entire team was set up like really strong in Mm -hmm. the second half. Like I remember the, uh, like the rugby episode that was, Mm -hmm. uh, was that, um, that was, uh, Wataru that was, uh, am I right? That he, yeah, that was, uh, that was his first, like, we let his personality come out and, um, the, uh, the two, uh, the two coordinators, the ones that were the ones that did the uh, opening that were just like the side characters. Yeah. They 
barely said anything up until like the last like the episode before the season finale and even mm-hmm. like the five seconds where they were like oh let's decide who was gonna go have lunch today and then they played rock paper scissors that five second interaction was just like where was this the entire season i would would have loved mm-hmm. to see more of that yeah that's definitely true i feel like they did a lot of focus on Asuna, Ryui, and then the episode focus that they did for Tachibana, the the oh, woman who's like the dude. captain. I loved that was that great. Episode. I didn't expect that to happen at all. I did it. I was like, holy shit, she's transforming into Ultraman Nexus. Like, holy crap. You know, I couldn't believe that was happening before my eyes. You know, a woman actually becoming an Ultraman. But I I just I I liked everything that they did for her, and same with um the other guy that was the captain with his the episode with his daughter focusing oh, on that. That was oh really good. My God, can you hear me clapping? That was such <laughs> a good the choreography, the sound like the soundtrack that they chose for it. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was rooting for him to like you you get to that goddamn wedding. I'm sorry. Am I allowed? To, am I allowed to cuss? <laughs> yes okay i i was getting i was getting into it and like and i was like i was in work and uh i was in my break room and it's just when he got to when he got to the wedding venue and there was no one there i'm like oh my god Uh oh man that that it was heavy and then when uh when his daughter comes in at the end i'm like good episode very good episode (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they did really good character focus episodes, at least for those characters. Mm-hmm. How about that episode where like they had a camera crew following them around? <gasps> I love oh that episode so yeah. much. Um, <laughs> one of like probably like my favorite moment from that episode. One of my favorite moments from the show is they detain an alien, oh, and yeah. rather than being like intimidating, Captain just sits down and is like, "How's your mom doing? <laughs> have <laughs> yeah, you yeah, have yeah. you seen her in a while? Have you called? Get the get the." <laughs> Get this alien something to eat. Get him something to eat. Yeah, right? Oh, so funny. Just, I love the way that those kind of humorous episodes played in X. They really did such a good It was so job. different, too. And, I mean, like, I, I it, or a little bit earlier in that episode, too, um, the, uh, uh, Gio was going to uh, find the guy who was, like, uh, stalking the girl or something. And they were like, hey, hey, I want to have a word with you. I want to have a word with you. And then they switch over, and then just switches over to Alien Bolton. I'm like, of course it's Alien Bolton. Who else yeah, will it right. be? Oh, my um, God. To go back to the, the Tachibana episode, am I remembering correctly that her, her husband yes. was the yeah. actor who was in Nexus? Yes. Yes. Main character. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Which I didn't even I didn't even notice that, but so... I found that out like after I was just like just like tweeting about it and I was like, oh, this is a really good episode. But that will look that look that he gave to Nexus. And then I had some uh, someone pointed out, oh, they're ac- it's actually uh, they were in Nexus. I'm like, that makes sense. They gave they gave like the like the I was a protagonist. Look, I remember yeah. him. <laughs> but, but was he the actual character? Or it was just like a, I believe it was the actual, it was the actual character. Oh, it was. Um, and it was just cool because uh, in Nexus, he was never, well, like, spoilers for, like, a 15-year-old show, but, like, he didn't transform until the very last episode. Like, Nexus was different in that the viewpoint character was not the dude who transformed into the hero. Yeah, um, yeah. Really? But despite that, 
Yeah, yeah. Like, Nexus uh, is really good for doing really interesting things, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, but despite that, the show puts him through some stuff. Um, <laughs> so it, it's really cool to see that, you know, he does get his happy ending. Yeah. 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 No, Gosh. that was such a great episode, and it really did tie in nicely. So, Ugh, X is so good. Like, that's a great show for somebody to start with if they're getting into, like, the new generation. I think that's really valid. Don't start with Ginga. Like, definitely let that be, like, your <laughs> second or third one just to prepare yourself. Um... Yeah, like, maybe watch it after you watch a couple of the new generation stuff you know like the ginga just doesn't start off very well understand you know? where they went before you see how they started yeah, yeah. um yeah, that's a good point i had uh i uh after i finished watching jeed i was trying to decide on uh which uh one i was going to watch yet or next and i truthfully I started it, I judged it on the opening, and I just uh, decided on, like, the suits. And um, I still couldn't decide, so I brought it over to, uh, I brought it over to Twitter, and I was like, hey guys, what do you suggest? I had, uh, I had someone just be like, X is for the kaiju, Orb is for Guy and Juggler. And after watching, (laughs) after watching both of them, I'm like, Yes, I understand what you're talking about for both of them. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. The the way the kaiju worked in X really good. Like I remember really loving how they integrated Gamora. I like, was rooting for Gamora. Gamora's a yeah, good boy Gamora too. Is my f- yeah, Gamora is my favorite kaiju out of the Ultraman franchise. But I really like how they integrate. Inter- wow, integrated <laughs> Gamora. Yeah. Sorry, I get too excited about Gamora. <laughs> I have a giant plush. Of, huh. like, the doll nice. version of Gamora that's in my background. So I'm just going to stare lovingly <laughs> at it. And one thing that uh, is, at least from the ones that I've seen, I've only seen about half of Rube, and I've seen nothing of Taiga. Um, but one thing that was a constant was the uh, the same kaiju kept popping back up. Um, mm-hmm. And at First, like when I went into when I went to Jeed, I was like, "Oh, these guys look vaguely familiar." You know, I've seen them in like the seen some of them in like the five ten episodes of Rube that I've seen. But then when we started getting to Ginga, I was like, "Okay, they're back." And then it switched to like it, it like started into like, "Okay, we're doing this again." But then it slowly switched it over to like, "Let's go, we got an Ella King episode." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ultraman more than anything is like the the kaiju are just as much characters yeah. as the ultras, which was a lot yeah. harder for me to understand at first, coming from like a Sentai common rider, uh, Power Rangers kind of thing, where it's like they're all kind of throwaway. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, it's like no, these are beloved creatures, and whenever they come back in a show, like people love it. They've been around mm-hmm. longer than yeah. I've been born, and that's how it should be. <laughs> and I think X was X the one that had the gimmick where Armor? different uh what? Armor? Well, I'm gonna get to that, but there was another I can't remember if it was X or if it was another show that had like two different monsters kind of fused together or something like that. Um that's that happened deep. a little bit at the uh, again, spoilers. That kind of happened with the final uh 
with the final boss of it, um, but not really like taking on the aspects of it. They he kind of just like absorbed the kaiju and like oh he's making the he's doing the Ella King attack or like he's doing the Gamora oh. attack. But oh yeah yeah. But uh, I was there was a series that had like Jade. Was it Jade? Was it? I yeah. Okay, because I, I, I couldn't remember which one it was that had, like, two different monsters would get fused into the Monster of the Week or something like that. Yeah, that's what, like, Kei's whole shtick was, like, fusing monsters using monster capsules. I could have sworn it was before that, though. Was it Orb, too? I thought Juggler kind of did that I could have well. sworn it, there was a few in X that had, like, it was like a kit bash of, like, a couple of different ones. It wasn't like I want to say. Giga it wasn't like they S. named it, but there was like you, if you look at the design, it was like oh, there's parts of this one and then parts of this one, and you put it together, and that was the monster. Uh, if it's like a kit bash sort of thing where it's not, it has no bearing on the story. That yeah. probably did happen just because suits ain't cheap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 So okay. So I guess just I don't know how many people have seen Mabius, but I've I just started watching it. Yeah so good so to me x has always struck me as like what mabius did for the showa series but for the heisei series Mm. yes yes that's perfect you know you're you're seeing the older characters return you're getting a lot of like thematic similarities and it's kind of one of those things where you can even if you haven't seen those shows this show introduces you to them in a way that you're not going to feel lost yeah. Yes. It's palatable. One hundred. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. Like Mabius and X to me are like I think X is very inspired by Mabius and the way that that show ran. So it's it's I one hundred percent agree with that. And I've talked to people about that recently, where I'm like, oh my god, guys, like you gotta see Mabius and then watch X, and then you see where this all kind of crosses together. I'm sorry, I did the order wrong. <laughs> I mean, I did too, <laughs> you know, starting out. But yeah, it's it's yeah. I love I love X. Just it really did a great job in kind of setting up what we see afterwards because it's it's just so good. And I think X also just more than the shows that came after it. Um, it really does play with like kind of experimental sci-fi themes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite elements is just the concept of what Grisa, the final villain, is. Grisa was such a good villain. Everything about Grisa was great. The 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 scene that always sticks out to me is when... So two of the team members go into space and they kind of disappear, mm-hmm. but there's video footage of what they see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the rest of the team thinks they're seeing a light, but their professor, who is an alien, he's like, no, that's not a light, that's nothing. But they're like no there's there's clearly a light there and it's like no there's not this is a complete void that light you see is your brain trying to make up for the fact that literally nothing is there mm-hmm. Oof. wow powerful man that was just like i had to rewatch that a bit just because that was such a cool concept everything mm-hmm. about grisa 2 was so different every single person who's listening to this i'm giving you homework watch <laughs> at least the episode before that just that just introduces Grisa it's so different from what i've seen in just like tokusatsu in general of just like how to approach 
a villain. He doesn't talk. He doesn't, he makes, all he does is just make, he makes weird honking noises and his, <laughs> like, his attacks are like operatic choirs and like just random sound files. It's just like, oh yeah, well, he's making a dog noise here and then you get like, it almost sounds like the entire blast that's wiping out an yeah. entire, an entire like platoon of, uh, of Geo uh, troops is like, it makes it like give like a theme of just like it sounds almost like peaceful if that's making sense yeah. and it's mm. not because the dude is messing things up yeah and like his his fighting style is a really good contrast to like the peaceful sound of his sound mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> you know he, he's literally he's just flailing around and yeah. that's enough to like keep the hero and his team of monsters at bay yeah like there's no real like choreographed fight in the way that we think of heroes fighting villains this dude is just like flailing his arms around and if it lands to a monster it knocks them back quite a bit yeah and i felt like the danger was really real Mm -hmm. in that finale too like i could really feel it with the way like they portrayed that monster even you know how silly the the flailing was i still felt like that finale was super duper satisfying the final armor was kind of just, eh, it's all three of yeah. them together. It's fine. Yeah, like, some of the forms in X I don't think looked very good, just because that suit already had a lot going on with it. And I love the suit. Like, the base Ultraman mm-hmm. X suit is really, really nice. But I never quite liked all the armor, to be honest. Exceed X oh, looked yeah. pretty good, though. Yeah, that's probably the exception. But like, that's that's final form. Like, can we? Yeah. I love the armor, though. (laughs) Oh really? (laughs) Yeah, I I love the idea of it. Yeah, and it just seemed it just looked really cool for well to me anyway. Especially like the uh, was it the other king one, who had two claws and yeah, yeah, two big claws. Yeah, Uh, that's probably my favorite one. Yeah, it's like I don't know that the fighting with the armor was like crazy good but from a design standpoint i thought it was a really cool and different way to do something with ultraman other than just you know giving him a form that's new colors yeah yeah that's true that's true i i feel like that's where my qualm is is that they didn't really integrate it as well as i would have liked them to you know compared to the seasons after it but to each their own yeah, I think that really like goes back to what you mentioned earlier about the show, like just not really knowing what it wants to do with its gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I still just get hung up on that. But otherwise, like the story is amazing in this show. The characters are great. Like everything about X is still like fantastic. Yeah, I think Daichi is still one of my favorite ultras, just because like mm-hmm. he just. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. He's like pretty level-headed too, yeah. you know, even though he's still young and has things to learn. And also he's not he's not inherently a fighter. He was part of the science team. Like he was Yeah. Dude's afraid of heights. He was a research. That okay. <laughs> yeah, that. Okay, that, that's such that a real first thing. Episode, that first episode it was such a new way of showing how yeah. someone new becomes an Ultraman because yeah. they, he becomes an Ultraman and for the first time you see it from his ex- perspective. 
How did I how did I get this high? I don't like this. I'm holding on to the to building, building as leverage. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I swore I got like a little vertigo from that. Because when he legs looks down, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like his legs start to buckle and he has Yeah, to... <laughs> yeah. I was like, I feel you, man. That would be me if I yeah. was an ultra man. That would be that would all be of me. us. I think yeah. so. <laughs> oh, what a good show. It was it was it was a fun show. I, I, I honestly I can't wait for the like blu-rays to come out because i want to watch mm. it again oh it's gonna look so good in blu-ray yeah 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 definitely like that and the movie i think i've only seen the movie once i remember it being fun but it's, it's not the most memorable one for me but i still had fun watching it just because it was fun yeah. to see them back you know i was gonna ask about that because i i feel like i i never get the time to actually watch the ultraman movies but neither with do x I. being yeah with x being such a good season i wondered like how the movie followed up with it i don't know i mean i've only seen it raw so i don't think I've, i haven't got the whole story of it yet <laughs> oh yeah um but i remember it being still kind of fun i remember there was these two like side characters who were like uh, excavation, like they were, they were explore, explorers or something like that. Like they were digging up something. I forget what it was, and they find like something related to Ultraman. I forget what it was, but huh. long story short, a kid's dog dies. Oh what? <laughs> oh yeah. No, Did that happens. I don't wow. need that in my life. <laughs> I don't want to watch the movie anymore. <laughs> yeah, U- Ultraman <laughs> sometimes gets real and. They'll have plot points where they really want to hammer the the idea that like, yo, hey, we're superheroes, we're Ultraman, but we're not gods. Like, we can't save everybody. Well, I I mean, just to and not to give a tangent uh, to like pre new generations, but just like I, I've been watching Mabius a little bit, and like the first episode is just like they're talking uh uh the the guy from the group is just like he's yelling at maybe it's like you didn't do the job correctly yeah. look at the town look at all the damage and everything <laughs> and that's a that's a yeah. something that to my knowledge i have not seen them talk about they talk about it in rube a little bit but i don't really see them talking about like the damage to the city in like the new generation side of it um at least to my knowledge. And it was just like wa- watching Mabius. I was like, that is something. You know what? X Orb, that was an entire building that just demolished. That, how is everyone there? Yeah, there's um a scene yeah. at the end of the Ultraman Orb movie. You see Orb and the other Ultras like standing heroically. This really like triumphant music is playing. And the city is absolutely destroyed behind them. But no attention whatsoever is called to that. That's mm. fine. It'll be it'll be fixed by the time the next episode happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention. I think one of the reasons I also really liked X was because um, before she played Yoko Minato uh, in Gaim, Minami Suki. Yeah, she was in. She was um, what the wait. hell? Gina Spectre. Yeah. Spectra. Oh, that was after. That was after. Yeah. Gaim. Was it after? Was it? Yeah. Oh, oops. But yes, she's she's fantastic in this too. Holy crap, her scenes are really good. I wish she was in it more, to be honest. Yeah, she she was really good. I honestly thought she was going to... Spoilers again. I thought she was going to end up being the final boss, honestly. Yeah. That whole character arc just really, for me, drives home the point of how much 
the people making these shows really love Ultraman because her character mm-hmm. is essentially based on this manga from the 80s that yeah. was never referenced inside of like material on screen until that point. In ultra yeah. continuity? Or? Yeah, correct. Really? Huh. Yeah, the Andromelos. Andromelos? Am I saying that right? And like her brothers and everything as well, they were also a part of this yeah, entire so thing as well? Or Her yep. brother, like the, the main one, was like the main enemy of that series. And that he was also, in, he was the one in the Ginga movie, if I'm remembering correctly, from the crossover yes. episode. Okay. So it's just really cool that like the staff did their homework and drew from something so like that that's not very mainstream. I didn't I would I would have it would have been lost knowledge to me if you didn't mention it. Honestly, and I think that's one of the things that like I like about new generations is that they constantly with like the kaiju and just like they're constantly pulling from old material, but not in like a, oh, great, we're seeing this again. It's in a, oh, oh, yeah, bring it back. Come on, come on, bring it back. Kick your feet up. It's fine. You're welcomed. Yeah, yeah, it is like, you know, you don't really need to know anything about it, but it does make it more exciting if you do know it. It's very by itself, but like good for you if you know the lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know. It's Easter eggs. It's always a mm-hmm. lot of fun like that. So should we go on to Orb? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm really excited to talk about Orb. Me too. Orb is probably, it is definitely my favorite Ultraman show, and it's probably one of my favorite Tokusatsu. Definitely top three. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I agree. I absolutely agree. That was actually the first Ultraman show I actually watched, too. Well, I watched, okay, so I watched Ginga live, but then I was, like, nope. not really watching it, you know? Like, yeah. you know, you know with Ginga. But I feel like I actually, like, really sat down to watch Ultraman mm. Orb and really got myself committed. And, oh, my God, that show I am obsessed with. It's insane how much I love Orb. It's I I still think about it once in a while, and it's just, like, Everything about Juggler is such, he is such a chaotic, he doesn't know what he wants to do, but it's fine because it's Juggler. <laughs> he's still like one of my favorite villains. He's from, great. Like the new generation so far. Like I haven't felt satisfied in all the other villains after Orb because he's actually really great. I don't know. But, uh, Aizen's pretty good. <laughs> I, okay, Eisen <laughs> is good, but like he just too early. Yeah, it I know. Was I just know. like he went off yeah. too early. That's the only problem. We'll definitely get that. Eisen, but, Eisen yeah, has no. that power gap that like is almost not even mm-hmm. fair. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But come on, we gotta talk about the main character guy. I love him. Oh my god. I did not expect that actor to be able to do this. Yeah. Yes. Like judging from judging from his character in Deno, I, I, like, oh, I God. hated Kai so. <laughs> I yeah, he was not. Yeah, Kai, and it, it's funny that his name was Kai in this one. That yeah, the guy. My first yeah. reaction mm-hmm. with having um without him with him playing uh the main character is great. I I'm so excited 
for him to redeem himself. And I'm not saying that in a yeah. in a bad way. He just got a bad situation with Deno and it just did not work. Yeah. And I like Deno, but yeah. it just yeah, the character yeah. of Kai did not work. Guy, yeah. on the other hand, it's amazing. Mwah, chef noises. Yes. Chef noises. Yeah, like chef kisses. Chef noises. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's fantastic. Just like just everything about his personality and just I I mean I'm so glad that we got the the origin saga that happened afterwards. I still need, to, I really I still need to see that. Uh, honestly, I think I like origin saga more than orb. That's what I hear a lot. Honestly, uh, yeah, no, and I get it because it really does focus on the two best characters of orb, you know, and others that are really good. That is the too. one that made me like Juggler more was seeing yeah. him in origin because he you see where that came from and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. your character makes sense. It's not as random as they made it out to be, which yeah, was fun yeah, in Orb, but when you see how he got there and see like their friendship slash like, it's like a frenemy kind of thing. Like they were yeah. friendly rivals, I guess, at the beginning and seeing them progress in Orb Origins is like, okay, now I need to go back and rewatch Orb because I love Orb. But there was always a few things about it that felt incomplete, which I understand it was meant to be that way. But it mm-hmm. felt like I needed just a little bit more just to make it all gel together. But... Yeah, I, I can understand where you're getting at. Like with being fresh off of it, there were some there were some soft plot points that I would have been like, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But like the entire thing with like Natasha, they kind of just like, oh, this is this is what's going on with this character that doesn't really talk that doesn't really have yeah. any dialogue and okay but we're gonna go back to the plot now you know what happens yeah 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 like i totally agree when it started off i was like this doesn't make any sense to me you mm-hmm. know because it never really came to fruition of course until like the very very end like super the end where i to the point where i even kind of forgot about it and i was like oh this is the way that we're gonna go for it oh that's fine i wasn't expecting it but okay yeah yeah but it all made sense at least in orb saga yeah wow yeah i think the whole thing with natasha even though she as a character wasn't very like developed like fantastically well i really like that because of her where we get a hero in tokusatsu who's pretty much a dude suffering from depression and yeah that is so cool to I see mean, even that like first this. episode like the first yeah. two minutes yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's true my only issue with the show is kind of how they handle like naomi yeah because mm-hmm. in, the be- in the beginning, like I loved, I loved the the SSP dynamic. Like I love that they were just like a blog, and that they were trying to you know make their blog popular. So they're 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 basically <laughs> chasing monsters and stuff, and then they are trying to you know hype up Ultraman and try to figure out who it is, even though he's like sitting there you know eating ice cream or whatever. But yeah, I, it, just the whole thing with her, like it just felt like she immediately got swept aside and like the two dudes became like the ones who were doing all the work yeah. and she was the one yeah. that was working paying the bills but also not getting in involved in the action as much until it you know becomes apparent that she's related to natasha or whatever and then it's like that's kind of like oh okay so now she's important because she's yeah connected to someone that 
orb love way back when it kind of it felt like i wanted her to have i wanted her to be just be more in general yeah i felt like it was a cop-out to kind of do the natasha connection with her to be honest like i felt like it would have been okay i didn't expect if they it. didn't do if they that. didn't do that yeah um but yeah outside of that like orb is a great show i, mm-hmm. I, I loved watching it and I'll always remember the like the last episode where he's running. That was the final such a, that was so yeah. goofy, but oh, that was yeah. so cool. And he calls on you know Ultraman and uh, Tiga. Tiga, and they're just mm-hmm. flying above him. It's just it's such a good moment. It makes me question the scaling of the transformation because like there's the there's the <laughs> there's the entire scene, and I think it's like the first transformation where he transforms in the photo booth. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you can will that pocket dimension to come in and do your transformation. What about that photo booth, though? If they are, <laughs> if they are to scale of their actual size, I am calling their bluff. That photo booth should have been destroyed, whether or not. Well, I always thought that they weren't like you know physical, but they were there. They were there, though. Were they? they I don't <laughs> at least in the, I can only go off of the finale. Like they were. Yeah. They were vibing right next to guy. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But this this season was so interesting because it really did start that like fusion yeah. kind of gimmick that we see nowadays, mm-hmm. which I actually really liked in Orb. You know, I think I think Orb made it work the most. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was going to say too. Like as the series have gone on, mm-hmm. I don't know if it worked as well, but it was confusing for Rube, honestly. And for at that yeah. at that point, I tried to make Rube my like my first one, but like I honestly didn't understand like the like okay, why are they pulling from? I don't know who these people are. Like now now I yeah. now I do, but like it's like I don't see I I don't see the element of water with Ginga. How how yeah, how yeah. are you pulling water from that? I could see it from Leo. Would, would would you like to know? Because it's very esoteric. Would you like to know? <laughs> Is there uh, sure, entertain me. So, one of the characters in Ginga can mean river. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, we don't have to put that one in. That was too. No, 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 no. That was that's perfect. Dan, you do whatever you want with that's this. That's a that's a pull. Oh my god. It's definitely one of those like, yeah. If you like squint while you're underwater having a seizure, you kind of see it. <laughs> move your eyes. Move your eyes left and right really fast. You can see it. God. Yeah, but uh, overall, I definitely agree. Like Orb did the mm-hmm. best when it came to that, and then they tried to carry that. It made because sense of how successful it was, and I don't think it's worked out. But Orb just was so good in every almost everything that it did. I think what made it work so well in Orb was that the way he calls upon them, he's kind of like respecting them as they're like his, you know, his elders, his, you know. Uh huh. So like the way he, the way he tells them, like you know. I'm gonna borrow. I'm gonna borrow your power, kind of yeah. thing. And it's like you know, yeah. and he calls it. And he calls it Ultraman Son. You know, instead yeah. of like just yeah, yeah, yeah. I always liked that at the end of like most of his fights, like when he would get the the next cards, he would always be like, "Thank you so much for like letting me have this power." Like he yeah. actually was 
thankful. Yeah, like, I, like, thank you so much for, you know, defeating this monster when you were around and blah, blah, blah. You know, those kind of lines that he would say was really cool. And it was, you know, it showed that the series really did respect yeah. the the characters in the previous seasons but at the same time you didn't really need to know that much about it like going into it you still could you kind of need to know who bailey all is but like but just like a little little tiny bit like you just need to know that like okay the dude the dude's evil but even like even when guy was transforming he still like did the bailey all sign which i did not expect him to do honestly because like does bailey all deserve that i most likely at that time probably not what i always enjoyed <laughs> about that is the way he says belial san is very like i have to do this. yeah he's begrudgingly doing it and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's one of those things where like no he probably doesn't deserve that but it shows just how much of a respectful character guy is yeah of course like he's always yeah. like you were an ultraman at one point so i'm gonna give you that respect yeah Man, what a good season. It, it surprised crap. me on how good it was. Um, something I've always joked about with Yas is, uh, so Hideo Ishiguro, the guy who plays Guy, he's got a weird voice. Um, oh, he, he's got, <laughs> he has a high-pitched laugh. We like to say he sounds like what Kermit the Frog would sound like in Japanese. Oh my god. <laughs> it's true. Hey, yes, you want to do your impression? Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't remember what he said exactly. Yeah, he's going to cut through darkness or something. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> my, my point is is just basically like, I think it, it speaks to the strength of him as an actor and the character that, despite that weird voice, you still really buy him as a serious hero. Yeah. You know, I completely overlooked that when I first watched Orb. Like, I don't know, maybe I wasn't hyper-focusing on him being Kermit the Frog, but now, like nowadays, I, I totally see it. Ultraman it only here. happens in certain <laughs> spots. Like, it happens, yeah, yeah, it happens yeah. sort of when, kind of when he's, like, yelling very intently, or at the very end when he's, like, doing the whole spiel where he's, like, introducing the monster. we like, oh, this monster, we have this. That is such... Because that was recorded right at... You know that was recorded right at the beginning where he didn't know what he wanted to do yeah. with the character. Yeah. So when you yeah, get yeah. when you get near the three-quarter point where he's like, oh, I'm Guy, I'm Ultraman Orb, and they're like, hey, guys, this is the character we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Tune in next oh, time. God. <laughs> oh my god oh, it's so funny but i love him like i loved everything about his character though just mm-hmm. the wandering yeah. aspect of him i'll never forget the episode where naomi convinces guy to like pretend to be her fiance yeah. For her mother. Oh, and the, the juggler, like, juggler walks in like, hey guys, what's going on in this thread? <laughs> that was an incredible episode. Like, I died laughing <laughs> so hard. Oh my god. I enjoyed how much the mom ended up vibing on the uh, on juggler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing like Rui. I was like, I feel you, girl. I feel vibing you. Vibing <laughs> on everyone's thoughts. <laughs> my favorite, like, entrance of guys i think in the jeed movie yeah oh man. when he shows up 
in the uh, alien bar or whatever mm-hmm. and helps them fight. And he, the way he just comes in and he immediately starts ar- uh, sort of arguing, I think, with Juggler. Yeah. While they're fighting. And the, <laughs> and the way he kind of acts like uh, Senpai to uh, to Riku and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of, I think while he's fighting, he's teaching, he's teaching him how to throw a punch or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> it's my like, god. It's so good. They made him such a good character in that movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What I've really enjoyed about those movies, well, the Jean movie specifically, is that's when they really start to feel like Sentai team ups almost. Yeah. Mm. Like with the Orb movie, X is there, but it's like he's not really there. But with the Jean movie, it feels like the cast from Orb is very like present and like they matter to the story that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. One thing that I have to, uh, I'm not docking points off of it, but I'm wagging my finger at Orb. That transformation is so long, <laughs> and the uh, Orb origin form is even longer. Yeah. And and he's just Wait. doing the full rotations of the circles, and I'm like, bro, this is a half hour program. <laughs> No, no, no. There have been longer ones. <laughs> Zero's transformation in Gene. Oh, the, the Zero form. Oh, my God. I was like, I feel like Orbs is, is longer. No. 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 Like, great form, but oh, my God, it took forever. The longest of, like, the transformations is the Rube stuff. Um, oh, that was oh, yeah. seeing that seeing that going into that blind and not really knowing how the or, uh, Ultraman transformations are like is like seeing that is like oh this is gonna be twenty plus episodes of this okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is where it kind of becomes more of a resemblance of like a Toei kind yeah. of transformation mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah. Um, yeah, the Rube one was interesting because for a long time they kept doing both of them separately. But then after a while, they're like, you know what? We're just going to split screen it and have them both say the same thing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, thank God. They're pump- yeah. They're pumping their, I don't remember what they're called, thrice. And gyro. They're yes. pumping their gyro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that, man. <laughs> that was bad wording. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think with Rube, it reached like a tipping point, and then they're like, yeah, let's do something different with Taiga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point, good point. Yeah, no, it's like, it's so good how the transformation was in Orb. It's a yeah. shame that like, the seasons after it, they really just tried to hold on to that gimmick a little too hard. Yeah. You know, luckily Taiga was like a lot better with that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, no, Orb was just, it's so good. It's so good. And th- we can't forget that this was the time when Crunchyroll uploaded mm-hmm. all of the Ultraman stuff. So Orb was, wasn't that the first X running? Was the first. X was the first one. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but it's still incredible Like yeah. that we had that. I feel like Orb in particular got a lot of viewership, even more than X, because I, I just felt like, I think that was a time when Ultraman got po- really popular again. Yeah, like, I don't think Jeed would have been picked up for a simulcast if Orb hadn't done so well. I yeah. forgot Jeed was simulcast. Yeah, because yep. X, yep. Orb, and Jeed. Yep. 
I also owe everyone an apology. I just watched the Zero Beyond Transformation. I forgot how long that was. Redacted. <laughs> I, I was like, we're still doing this? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we've told the story before that yeah, we, when we, were at, we, were, we were at Japan World Heroes 2017. And someone, I think that, that episode just aired that weekend. And mm-hmm. someone had it on their phone. And we sat on the stairs watching it for a good two minutes like, how it's is this long. It, it is it <laughs> yeah, is yeah, beefy yeah. like if you, you better know you better know who they are and if not you'll know by the end of it <laughs> yeah that's true that's true but don't get me wrong that suit is fantastic oh it's, it's fire like, yeah yeah but no okay before i talk more about jeed uh before we get to jeed i do want to talk about orb origin because yes yeah i did just finish it like a few weeks ago but it is such a good like story and i i wish orb continued the plan that it had where it told different parts of the story of the orb Mm -hmm. story or whatever because i don't know i i just loved seeing how Orb, uh how guy and juggler were at the beginning and slowly how they kind of drifted apart but they still have a little bit of that friendship even though they're kind of enemies now in the show. But just seeing how that happened was really well done. And I just love that it, half of the show happened in a different planet. Yeah. It just felt really cool. And also, I for, when I watched it, before I watched it, I forgot that so many Ultras came back for that show. Did they? I mean, yeah. Like, you had Dinah, you had Cosmos, you had uh, uh, Gaia, you had uh, Agura. Agura? Agul. Agul, yeah. Like, all of them showed up. Hmm. Um, I think the first half has Dinah and Cosmos. And the second half has Gaia and Agul. Yeah. I didn't and, know uh, What's-his-face, who... I forget the name of his character, the the captain guy. Um, yeah, he, he'd go on to be a character in build, coming right about. Right, right, right. A very, very good yes. character. Yeah. Um, and just, like, something else that we missed... Uh, one of the team members from X would also go on to be a writer. Yep, Taiga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taiga. Oh, and for and for X, what's his face? Um, uh, the leader, leader of a uh, uh, the team. He was yep. uh, the Doctor Maki. Yeah, puppet yep. puppet boy. Yep. Puppet boy. <laughs> puppet man. Oh, I'm sorry. You. I'm sorry. Also, in uh, Orb Origin, uh, Go on Red is in the show. Really. Right. Yeah, he took is, me a moment. I totally forgot. Yeah, he's one of the humans, the human that connects with the princess in the uh, other world or whatever. Yeah, I know. I don't that that storyline is the one thing that I'm kind of like ah, this one it could have been done better, just because it kind of it, every time you you cut to his story, it felt like two different shows. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was it was really I, I other than that I love it and I honestly I do. I think I like this show more just because of how, I guess, grounded it is. I don't know. It just it yeah. it sets it sets a good foundation for, or, uh, I don't know if it would work if it was broadcast opposite. Like if if Orb Origin started mm. and then Orb, I don't know if. I don't think it would. I don't think. I don't it think it would work. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, just because I feel like you. You really need to know Juggler and Guy before mm-hmm. this story. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Yeah. It wouldn't have translated well if it was. Do we want to talk about the whole like ten chapter thing? You could, yeah. If you want to briefly mention it, go for it. So, uh, the plan for Orb was it would basically was going to be a multimedia project. Its entire story would have been split across what they called ten chapters. So, Mm. what we got to see was Orb the TV series, Orb the movie, Ultra Fight Orb. Uh, or origin um, and those make up like various chapters within the whatchamacallit within the, the chronology of the, of the show so like naturally orb origin is like the first one right but then you have like mm-hmm. the TV show itself is chapter 6 the movie is chapter 7 <laughs> so they jump around all over the place um, and various chapters do like they deal with you know like the stuff with natasha with the war in what was the name of that made up country made up rusalka there we go uh yeah yeah, so it's like like one of the villains from the orb movie is a returning character from like chapter two which was like a a magazine short story oh man see i wish they could have integrated that a little bit better like i totally love the idea of like it being multimedia but it you know as overseas fans we don't really have access to that stuff so yeah um i think that's all i wanted to mention about that just because it's one of those things that not too many people know about yeah yeah yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. But I love that this was a time when Subaraya was experimenting a little bit more with that kind of stuff. They definitely became, started to become a little bit more toyetic as well. Like you really saw the emphasis on buying the orb, you know, ring and the cards. It got, mm-hmm. you know, it got a little bit worse when it came to everything else later. But Also, just something random I wanted to mention because, you know, Ultraman Orb is such a good show, and the writer for Orb was also the main writer for Rube, and that always made me really happy, because there's a bit of a link between those shows, but um, Ultraman's, Ultraman Orb's writer did so much porn, just like mountains <laughs> of porn. Oh. He is known as a adult video writer in Japan. Whoa. Huh. That I did not know. Yeah, he he has a, a long like some would say too long resume in the industry. <laughs> All right. Wow. So fun facts we learned on the Tokenet podcast. It's always been like, uh, yeah, there's some nepotism or networking or something going on there. Cause how do you go from that to a kid's show? That's a jump. Oh. Wow. I don't know if that would really fly in America, you know, it would not, but also uh, puts guy and juggler in a different light. now we understand now we really understand where this is coming from okay yeah i'm looking at the id page that's ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) um one of his most notable works is called big tit zombies What a jump. Oh my wow. gosh. Today I've learned so much right now. Wow. Let's not list any other works that All this right. man has done, but whatever. Uh, so how about Gene? 
the oh. one thing I will say about uh, Ultra Fight Orb is that it is the first time we see Jeet, I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah. He shows up at the very end. Man, that is confusing towards the last episode of Jeet, but we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ultraman Jeet, uh, the way we were introduced to it is that he is the son of Belial, uh, which is why he looks very evil. Very good concept, honestly. Mm-hmm. Good concept. In my opinion, executed purely, but... Really? I, I thought it was done pretty well. I think I remember... the. Was I on the Jeed podcast? Yep. I feel like I was. Yeah, I remember disagreeing. I still there. feel sorry for how much we, like... <laughs> yeah, you guys, right. like, just went off. We did not like, enjoy it. But I like it. Uh, yeah, I can see why people like it, but very few things about the show worked for me. Um, but... To keep it positive, I'd like to hear what, you know, people who liked it thought about it. So going into it pretty much, pretty much blind, not knowing anything about the lore of Ultraman Zero besides I've seen his picture, I've seen him on Twitter before, um, and just all of that, it was a little bit, it was a little bit tough to like, I guess like, I don't know, it kind of felt like a little bit in. Not really, but or almost like I almost felt like I should have watched every single piece that featured Zero and uh, yeah. Belial in it, only because mm. they were going to be two prominent figures in the entire um, in the entire series. So, yeah. truthfully, you don't. The episode Zero does wonders of just like of just taking bits and pieces of each one and just this is what you need to know do go check it out if you want to that's what the episode zero is for and just continue on with it um overall i think jeed does it it takes a lot of bold steps especially with it being like like riku being the son of belial um of just like like you mentioned it before how just like how evil the jeed suit looks and that's something that gets brought up constantly um in uh jeed uh for those who don't know i'm going to give soft spoilers and chime in if i feel like being wrong because i don't really explain stuff for tokusatsu that uh much um the uh universe almost uh the universe almost got like erased and it was ultra king right ultraman king ultraman king yes thank you uh he stepped in and be and was like hey i'm going to stop this and that's like that's the prominent that's the prominent event of just like belial almost destroys the universe and everyone actively remembers that that is a something that is constantly talked about. And the one thing that gets brought up with Jeed is how much he looks like Belial. And to the point where it's like the community is not comfortable with uh, Jeed fighting because he looks so much like Belial. And it's like, hey, is he going to turn? We don't know. Mm-hmm. He has a very aggressive looking fighting style where like just different from the other ones uh prior just you know even comparing it to like orb and everything orb is a little bit more i guess like traditional with how he fights jeed was very Mm. about like he was really into like just like he was always crouching i feel bad for that suit actor because that man has 
awful back problems. <laughs> but um, oh, well, that's funny. It's just, and even his, um, even his finisher, the wrecking burst, it's so much more aggressive compared to every mm-hmm. like every other ones that it's executed properly for that but it's just like everything about it is just overall brings back to like a theme of jeed isn't evil but everything to to like if you're taking it at face value it's very hard not to put two and two together of just like it's very obvious to at least the citizens that like he is like related to bailey all somehow yeah, and I felt that theme was very interesting. I just at the same time, like looking back, yes, I loved Jeed for what it was, but I can agree with everybody looking back that like I don't know how well it got executed by the end of everything. You know, I really did like the first kind of part of Jeed where it really was that struggle. You know, where mm-hmm. he really was trying to identify himself once he yeah. understood he was Belial's son. But I, yeah. Nonetheless, I do think all the characters were pretty much fantastic. And I thought that, like, they carried the show. Um, I agree with that. I, well, to an extent. One of my issues is I feel like they actually didn't do a whole lot with the whole riku as belial's son thing outside of when it mattered to the plot and maybe those first few episodes it's like it only yeah like like i said it it only became a thing when it mattered to the plot it wasn't really part of his day-to-day life so it felt to me very like surface level it wasn't as strong as i think they wanted it to be it didn't really come up until the end honestly yeah, and I feel like because of that, you really do need to rely on liking the characters in the show. And I didn't always like them. Um, I really like, I love the cast, I think, except for Moa. I think most of them have really great actors <laughs> behind them. Um, but the the characters could be frustrating. And I feel like I would have liked a show that featured Leito, Raiha, and Riku as like, the only main characters a lot more um it never felt like the whole uh what was the organization's name aib aib yeah i i never <laughs> felt like it added too much to the dynamic of the show and i think you could get rid of them and you would have a much better show without the creepy like sister liking her brother angle that moa presents <sighs> Yeah, that mm. that one, like, Moa, I felt so bad because they really did a horrible injustice to that character. I really, I really like Moa, but, like, I, I completely blocked out that entire plot point. <laughs> I chose to... Well, yeah, you have to. If you want to like that character, you have to, because she is, like, pretty cool She's outside great. of that. Yeah. Is she, though? I like she was fun. You shut your mouth. <laughs> See, Ryan, now you know how I feel. Oh my god, I I'm glad I was part of that team podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't stand her like, throughout most of the show. She annoyed me. Um, but like, she also wasn't really in uh, near towards the ending of it. She really wasn't in the show that much in general. Like, it really focused. Yeah. Once the plot mm. really started to stick through, it was. Yeah. Uh, 
it really was just the main crew of just like uh, Riku, uh, Raiha, and Leito near the end of yeah. it, at least. We're forgetting someone really important, though. Pega? Like, oh, yeah, Pega. Pega. Yeah. Pega. We are. Come on. Like, the best character ever. Literally, my favorite character in the show is Pega. He's probably and the best character in the show. I am a good yeah. boy. so happy they continue to bring Pega back. It is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even right now in the, the current, like, uh, we gotta buy time until the next show can start because we still can't afford a full year show, uh, clip show thing, uh, Pega's back, and it's it's so much fun watching him interact with Riku again. Yeah, they brought them back. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was cute. I was like, you know what? Pega would be, like, a really good host for, like, a clip show and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pega. Yeah, he, maybe he carried that show in particular. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was hoping for so much more for Raiha though. Yeah, I was too. Mm-mm. I would have loved I to see that more love triangle shit. Yeah, that really held her down. Like having her, I wanted her to just focus on her revenge plot and then, you know, mm-hmm. beat the crap out of monsters that were not giant. <laughs> oh, she went. Yeah, true, she true. went hard, and like especially with the uh, with the actresses, just like prior training on just like everything, everything it's yeah. it's it's wild the stunts that she's able to do yeah she's awesome i, I was really wanted her to have more of a prominent mm-hmm. role um yeah, but she yeah. basically just kind of became riku's babysitter i know and i was like oh girl that was part of what made me kind of not like riku was that he acted like such a child a lot of the time. I know he's young, but it's like because Raiha was acting kind of like his babysitter a lot of time, it took away from his hero feel, I guess. I don't know how to explain mm. it. Well, I, I can agree because, you know, thinking of Orb, like, Guy was a very different Ultraman than yeah. Riku was. And going from Orb to Jeed. It's such a contrast in that way. True. But I think it was, in my opinion, it was allowed for him to be that way. Because one, he was like a little literal child. But two, yeah. you know, though they didn't integrate the Belial's son story that well until the, it mattered in the plot, it still would make sense. You know, a child that just doesn't really know who he is like, yeah. and is terrified of his father because yeah. his father's evil. Yeah. I get why he acted the way he did. I think I was just really disappointed by how they portrayed the women in that show, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's... Comparing it to a guy is very kind of unfair. <laughs> but comparing yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I have to kind of compare it to Rue, because they have like an yeah, older brother yeah. and a younger brother. The younger brother is very impulsive and can be immature sometimes. And the older brother kind of rails him in, kind of thing like that felt more natural than the Raiha-Riku dynamic. I agree. I agree. I don't think it worked out very well, because I think Raiha just should have, like you said, just continued being focused on her revenge, not trying to rein in Riku to be a better hero. Like, it wasn't... It shouldn't have had to have been her job, you know? Yeah, that probably should have been Moa. (laughs) Yeah, Moa without this weird love crap. Or... Were we also missing another character, Leto? Like, I actually really enjoyed I his character a lot. I love Leto so much. He was good. Everything about him was great. And it was so, like, it was so 
again, it was just like, it was so different. And it was just, I didn't expect, I didn't expect that turn to happen. And just like the, his progress from episode one to the, uh, to the end and his influence on zero oh. as well mm-hmm. um yeah. that's all that's a whole nother thing because like zero is a very prominent figure in this obviously um and he spends so much time with just like zero uh i'm sorry with uh leto and his family to like we get the point where it's like with zero is saying don't you dare mess with my daughter and the leto's like she's not your daughter and then Zero's <laughs> just like no no, no no shut up shut up shut up <laughs> yeah that dynamic was fantastic and i always loved like how the actor could go back and forth between the two characters so well Mm -hmm. it was so very good acting and especially like with the fight scenes and everything too oh i know he was so good so good um i really liked how well they dubbed him over yeah, <laughs> it was done really well. It, like, I yeah. normally, you know, the only other one I can really compare it to is, like, Deno. Like, it's either, yeah. like, like with Deno, mm-hmm. it was either, like, you get crust or it's really good. It's not one way or another. Um, It was very, very well done in, uh, in Jeet and really made it look like that it was, like, he was playing two separate characters. Yeah, and it, it, I think... There had to have been some collaboration between the voice actor and the the face actor. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. He he nails the mannerisms you think that voice would be putting out. Oh hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Like you could feel Zero's energy from like this would be his human form. It's definitely true. Yeah. It it was just incredible. His character was amazing. Yeah, like I've just always enjoyed like the little moments where they do dive into like the deno-ish aspects of having mm-hmm. split personalities in a single body yeah mm-hmm. of just like of just like leto just like no i can't transform right now i don't have the time and then he's just yeah, like yeah. he's like he's like holding on to his own hand yep. stopping zero for transforming yep yep oh i love that i love that back and forth because it does like develop zero mm-hmm. like really really well he changes very you know pretty drastically i would say yeah. by the end of that season so and he actually misses him by the end yeah i know oh my god i cried during that scene holy crap where they're all like you know saying bye to zero as you know the whole family and everything <laughs> yeah. i was like i'm sobbing now thanks <laughs> What I loved about the beginning was that I loved how when Leto was in trouble, Leto was in trouble, how Zero would take over, beat the crap out of all these people, <laughs> and then Leto would come back and he's like, oh, what just happened? And he'd freak out and run away. <laughs> yeah, he would. He'd be like, I'm so sorry. I love those scenes. Like Those were great. Oh, I know. Yeah, so yeah, Leto and uh, Pega. Those are the people to watch for, <laughs> watch Jeet for. Yeah, yeah, sure. that's true. That's honestly, true. in the Jeed movie, the characters are more tolerable. Maybe it's because it's just a movie, but for me, they felt... Maybe it's because it's more fleshed out by then, but their characters or whatever, but it felt like I can tolerate some of them more in yeah. that movie than others. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It really was kind of a struggle to watch those characters develop. Like I do remember the episode... That was kind of a little bit more around Moa and what was the other guy that was in AIB that ended up 
actually Zena? he was Zena. Yeah, he was like the suit actor for for G. Which G. G. Right, he was yeah. the suit actor. Um, there was that episode where Geki Red's actor came in. Oh yeah, and it really when was did this? show. I don't remember that. Oh god, I can't remember which episode. It, it was a little Four, bit past the halfway point. Like 15, 16 around there. Huh. Yeah, I think so. So he came in and it really did give more character to Xena and Moa, like kind of their relationship together being in the same organization and working together, but it's a shame that like they didn't really get anything outside of that. Yeah. That's kind of one of the reasons I do feel like the show would have benefited more without them or yeah. just done differently yeah. yeah done differently um the show also did like there were aspects of the story like more of the sci-fi stuff i wish they dove deeper into like mm-hmm. i don't exactly remember the name but the particles that were such an important plot point it, it felt like mm. they never talked too much about them the particles oh, yeah, i know exactly right. what you can't remember it for the life of me carillion particles or something to that extent yeah i don't know yeah see it was so like it was supposed to be important but it really didn't come to fruition at all it was that was something that like right how it had to like summon or conjure yeah because like the, the thing was like Various people throughout the world had those particles within them right. and they could be harvested for something. And so I think mm-hmm. Raiha had King's energy inside of her or something like that. That's why she could hear his voice. Yeah, that whole thing felt like it went nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And can I mention, like, the main villain, Kay? Like, I did not really care for him in any way shape or form he was the character that i was disappointed the most with i guess because we got spoiled by juggler like yeah being such a great character like yeah okay was just not that good honestly i i kind of equate him to Traeger. Traeger and oh, Taiga. yeah that's a good that's a good comparison to be honest they're both pretty weak i honestly saw him as like a sort of watered down version of uh dan kurto from x8 because like even <laughs> even then like they kind of look the same they're both like they're both very successful in what they do and they both go around talking about oh this game it was very hard not to like put the two and two together i think dan kurto would be offended to be compared to him look i'm sorry <laughs> all right i'm a fake toku fan i see it how it is no 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 <laughs> No, yeah, it's 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 disappointing that we went from like such a good villain in Orb to Jeed. But again, I'm not trying I'm really not trying to compare the both of them, but it's just it's it does get that feeling cuz you're going off of such yeah. a good season. Yeah. But I will say the one thing I wish spun off from Jeed was uh the Don Shine took the Satsu show that's Yeah. <laughs> yes. I kind of wish that became its own thing. Yeah, well, they did include, like, didn't they make, like, a couple episodes to go onto the Blu-ray? Like, I'm pretty sure that they did. So they made, like, I think it was, like, 15 minutes worth of footage for, like, a a fake episode or something. And, yeah, that's on the Blu-ray yeah. as, like, a special feature. Oh, cool. Yeah. I would have loved to actually have seen that outside of the Blu-ray, though, you know? 
did that make it here on the Blu-rays in probably the US or is that just in Japan? Probably Japan only. Ah, dang. You can buy them and find out for yourself. Support the official releases. Yes, please do. I got gifted um, the Ultraman Orb uh, Blu-rays, and I'm ex- so excited to watch them. Good show. That's what I hear. Yeah. That's what I heard about yeah, an hour right. ago. <laughs> <laughs> I also just like want to quickly mention that, although I'm not the biggest fan of the of the show as a whole, I really like most of the, the forms in it. Just because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. so... Ultraman, even with X, is Subraya more is like still in a bit of a precarious situation at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming out of financial insolvency, so they're good there, but it's still a very like tight line they have to toe. And I think it took a lot of guts to make your main character look so menacing. Yeah. And yeah. that could have easily backfired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But they did the forms like pretty well had a lot I always too really enjoyed them yeah yeah they did actually have quite a lot like i don't know if i really liked the gimmick all that much like with the the, the capsules yeah the capsules i didn't care yeah. too much i hate about the g-driver <laughs> it's yeah the g-driver wasn't yeah it wasn't great but the form i liked the most was um Oh my god, what's the one with the giant horns? Magnificent. Uh, was it Magnificent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Giant Oh horns? yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Magnificent. Yeah, 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 where it's got more of like the Father of Ultra kind of look yeah. to it. Yeah. I always really enjoyed that form. That was one of my favorites. Solid Burning is my favorite. Ooh. Solid Burning yeah. may be one of my favorite Ultra suits in general solid burning does yeah. look and I, it's just that like he punches and it just it lets out steam and everything that's such a good gimmick. <laughs> does a rocket punch and a rocket kick oh my god i really enjoy solid burning because it kind of feels like they're doing what toei did with with uh rider in the sense that you're dramatically changing the the basic look of the thing but from the silhouette you can still tell it's ultraman yeah. So like. Yeah. Totally. Like I feel like that's a really really good way to evolve the image of Ultraman. Like you have more texture, you have ports for steam. It just it feels like a beefier suit, but it still feels like Ultraman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. It. I do think that the forms did a really good job of like referencing the you know the Ultraman fusions mm-hmm. itself. You saw you parts know, of especially... each of them in like yeah. the form. Yeah, yeah, like you really see it. That's why I liked Magnificent so much. I was like, this is just like such a good like combination of Zero and Father of Ultra, you know, like that's so cool. One yeah. thing I like wasn't super hot on though was the final form. Um just because the which one? Don't make me say the name. Royal Mega Master. Mega Master. Oh, oh yeah, that one's <laughs> such a crappy. But he's form. got the cape though. But he's got the mutton chops. Cool. But no, 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 no. Just nah. <laughs> it's especially coming off of Orb, where like the idea that the final form is the base form, that it's something so stripped down. That, that was down. so well done in Orb. Yeah, so like, and I, I know you can't do that every year, but jumping from that to something as kind of like gaudy as Royal Mega Master, even that name is like. Wait, is that the final form or is it the ultimate final thing? That, well, that's from the movie, and that's a conversation. 
I don't want to get right. into because. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know what it is. So so Let's so move. in the movie he gets a new form. Is it his final form? It is the last form he gets, but is it his final form? I mean, it's called Ultimate Final, so I'd hope it is. So Ultraman Rube was the show that came next. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No movie talk. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Movie, movie. Okay, so one thing I I love about that movie is that um, the location is in Okinawa. So yeah, that was cool. Ninety nine percent of Tokusatsu is filmed in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. yeah, it's just really fantastic to get this different setting, and it's even reflected in the miniatures. You have like the palm trees that are so like iconic of that of that island. Yeah, that whole movie feels tropic. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like that's probably a really like the most defining feature of it that made it mm. so unique compared to the other movies it seems like but yeah jeed yeah, was something all right <laughs> uh, i still will defend it and that it's, i will I'll I still fight anyone it's a... i enjoyed it i had fun <laughs> yeah i had fun i think i can look back and say i had fun but i realize there's a lot of things that could have been way better true so nuan yeah so this may, this show has a lot of flaws, but I think it's still my favorite of the new generation. Nice. Sure. Mm. It is my second favorite of the new generation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, this was the one show where I could connect with everybody in the cast. Yeah. Yeah. And even though the second half is very, it's not great, it, it definitely takes a shift for sure um but i just love the dynamic of that family oh yeah they're all they're all very good yeah i always liked like the brothers and Mm. just the way they balanced each other like you saw the the positives and negatives of each of their personalities and how it affected the way they fight and i swear to god this show had like some of the funniest fights as they were oh like God, the actual yeah. ultimate where they would be pulling up trees and smacking the monsters with them there were so many times where i just laughed really really hard at the show one of my favorite things is like it does kind of what x did in giving you these moments where you have these characters realizing they're giant and i believe it's like the first episode they transform for the first time and the scene does not call attention to this at all which i think makes it more hilarious it's that rosso just like picks up a car and he's just looking at it (laughs) and it's just happening and it's not like not at all the focal point of the show of that of that moment oh it's so funny the way they fight it's just so funny they did like a call i don't know if it's a callback to it but he does that again towards the end where yeah, they're yeah, fighting yeah. and then he falls down and then there's a tree on a car. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. And he picks it up and then the car rolls off and beeps at him and then he just kind of waves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This was such a fun show. I just, loved they, it they, so much. It was so good. Oh, man. I mean, at first I was like Asahi's character. I was like, mm, okay, you know, whatever. But the way how everything happened at the end, I was like, 
Oh my god, I was not expecting that. Yeah, it worked out so well with her in the end. I was really surprised that, honestly, it feels like she was the most important character in the show. And I think for a show aimed at primarily like young boys, that's a really cool move to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I like the way, you know, her personality was. She was still... She, you know, she was girly. She was a kid. But at the same time, she was really smart about how she handled things towards the end and accepting who she was. And the whole, like, just like going back to how how much foresight they can have, the idea that she doesn't appear in the first episode until after the first battle is one of those, like, like oh, that's what they were doing moments. Yeah, that's something my first watch through, I just completely missed over it. You know, I was kind of just like, oh, you know, maybe she was doing something else or whatever. You know, she could have been like at school while they were battling or, you know, I didn't even think about that until the very end when that was revealed. And it it leads to some really cool moments where you have like the, the father, he seeing the actor pull off this really dramatic and intense moment where he looks at her and he's like who are you it's just like that gave me chills that broke my heart like yeah. for her it i felt her heartbreak with that oh my god and then the episode where he has to basically where he's like captured i think no is he captured or is she captured where there's like a bomb and it's about to blow up and then he has i think he has to rescue asahi or Something like that. Yes, yes. No, you're right. You're right. She gets captured and he he's basically battling with like, but you're not real. Yeah. You know, like technically you're not really part of a family, but by the end of it, he puts it together. Like, you know, she is, she is the family no matter it's what. Like you're still Asahi to us. So. Yeah. Like uh, I could see that he had that internal struggle and yeah. she reflected it too. Like she really took that very deeply into how her character developed yeah that was such a like a crazy good character arc for like what you would expect a side character to have you know or like quote unquote a side character it definitely wasn't what i was expecting not at all The, the 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 whole gimmick is that the brothers are the main characters and yeah. They give her, they give them a sister, and at least for me, I thought, oh, she's not going to be important. The show is going to maybe cop out, cop out on the idea of sibling bonds because it's going to push her to the side. But no, like she matters to the plot just as much as they do, probably more. Yeah, yeah, I would say more at that point, you know, because they're just a vehicle for her to exist. So it's, and she it's, becomes it's an ultra. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she that's what I'm this like, ultra yes, sister. girl. Ultra <laughs> sister? I'm like, yeah, girl, yeah. I saw that movie um, like the second day I got to Japan, and that was my first tokusatsu movie at the big screens, and it was honestly really, really cool to see her transform because she's probably one of my favorite Ultraman characters. Yeah, like her... Grigio, right? Yeah. That's how you say yeah. her... Yeah, like that suit is awesome mm-hmm. too, like... I want that suit. Are you Honestly, kidding me? Like, the designs of like all three ultras, I love how mm-hmm. cohesive they are. Yeah. Because they're related. But it's like I don't know, something about that their 
designs. It's different. It felt more like armor pieces, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual, like an ultra, a traditional ultra suit. But it works so well with the the color combinations and all that stuff. It just worked so well. Yeah, I think them focusing on the fusions making color combinations instead of like building off the base forms per se, I think was a very, very smart move because it kept the suits still looking more minimalist. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed. Like, like I said in the previous podcast from this, like, I really like Rosso and Blue. Like, their mm-hmm. their suits are incredibly, like, mm-hmm. amazing, in my opinion. It's so. very different, too, because, like, it, just mm-hmm. comparing the... Uh, Jeed was already very different on just, like, even just, yeah. like, with how aggressive, like, it looked and, like, the eyes and everything um, with... Uh, with the uh, two in uh, Rube, they were very traditional looking, but with like new takes on it as well. Like with uh, like the sluggers and everything, they were um, a lot more protruding on like their heads and everything. I'm just like, yeah, it, it's different and done correctly. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. They did it the best, in my opinion, this season compared to what they did with Jeed. Um, so I guess we should. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. What were you gonna say? We should start wrapping up. No, I said we should talk about Eisen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Who can forget Eisen? Yeah, so that kind of like goes into my uh, what I was actually gonna say is. From the outside, this show seemed like it was going to have a really deep connection to Orb because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it has the same head writer, Mr. Uh, AV Dude. Um, it has a lot of imagery from Orb. The The toy line, even like the, the whatchamacallit, the, the toy catalog mentioned Orb so much and it, it felt like the focal point of the first arc anyway was going to be all about finding the Orb crystal and being able to summon Orb. And yeah. then that kind of doesn't really go anywhere. I was really confused by like why that happened. Because I loved it, you know, as somebody who loves Orb. Like I loved Orb and I loved everything about it. So it was cool to see all these references because like Guy's coat would hang up in the back of the shop where the, oh yeah. the family what? was I there. Didn't... Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course, like Eisen, he gets his hat right. Yeah, like he finds his hat, and yeah, and he has his hat, and he's like, obsessed isn't there a over guy it. in like the first episode that's dressed like Guy or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're absolutely right. So it's like I was really waiting for that to come to fruition, and I wish that was more of like the main story instead of just like getting kind of cut out halfway through. Yeah, and I, I feel like if this show had gotten an orb origin sort of spinoff there was the content for it because they did again like multimedia thing they published these side stories in magazines that basically give you the connection to orb and long story short they're uh grigio rosso and blue are from the same planet as orb oh okay 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 see you wouldn't have known i i would have had no i had no idea there are even um like some images they did for that story that feature the characters or the actors rather of blue and Rosso dressed up in clothes that looks like it's probably taken from wardrobe from orb origin. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wow. So basically there the story is that the three of them were orphans. They were taken in by this lady who kind of used them to hunt planets and kill civilizations without them knowing that they were doing something bad. And I'm just thinking we that would have been cool to see in the main show. That's something I think oh, would yeah. have really helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the connection did feel like really disjointed. I was like, why is he obsessed with Orb? You know, there's never a real why. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so Aizen. Aizen as a character was really entertaining. His like, clothes is... were so loud, like figuratively and literally. <laughs> it was one, yeah. like, he radiated, like, just like, he was bright. And every time he moved, you heard his clothes moving as, as well. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I mean, he was kind of like... I don't know if I would say like an Iron Man type character where he was, he had his rich corporation and he basically, basically the city was built because of him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just nefarious from the beginning, but he's also always cheesing for the camera. Dude's a dork. And, he's such a dork. <laughs> I mean, and you find out that his origin is so weird. I still don't kind of get it. Where yeah, like he, he was, was basically by that alien. The alien possessed a worker, and then who? But the alien was also a fan of Orb. Yeah, like what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's obsessed with it. And then he he goes looking for the Orb uh, crystal, crystal thing. Yeah, and then he he builds this empire, he builds this city, and now he wants to be Orb. And he does this by summoning monsters so that he could defeat them. But then Rube and Rosso, uh, and Blue and Rosso show up and become Ultraman. And he's basically grading them and saying, like, you guys are not real Ultraman. You're not doing what, you're not doing what Orb does. Oh, God, <laughs> so that was then, so meta, I have It was to so say. weird. It was fun, but it also didn't make any sense. <laughs> Well, yeah, it didn't make any sense, but I feel like it was a jab at the fandom. It absolutely like a complete was jab to them. Yeah, they were not even trying to be subtle about it. It just also he has the best name, Ultraman or Dark Noir Black Schwartz. Such a title! It's such a Don't title. Don't you dare forget it, because he will correct you. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so yeah. Uh, you have this whole Aizen arc, and then it abruptly, like, really abruptly ends. And then you introduce this new character, which her name was... Mitsurugi. Mitsurugi. Yeah. It's a shame that she got introduced in the way that she got introduced. Yeah. Because I really ended up liking her by the end of everything. But I wish she was integrated in sooner. And, like, maybe Aizen didn't have to go away, you know? Like they should have yeah. existed together. Yes, yes. More. I think that's yeah. what I would have liked better, yeah. is for them to exist together. Because, yeah, like, I didn't like her at first, but then her friendship with uh, Asahi was, like, that developed in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. And yeah, by the absolutely. end, it's just like, oh, crap. Like, you got the like feels. If, she had, if she was done better, she would have been such a good character. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think there was a lot of potential for her, but 
I don't I don't know how they could they went from like Aizen to her. Like it's such a dramatic change that they abrupt. did. Yeah, like I really didn't like that at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. It was to the point where you all almost felt like like he's gonna come back, right? Like it was too abrupt, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. gonna come back. Yeah. And he doesn't, and you're just like, Why would you do this to me? <laughs> Yeah, right. I think like, why? that's definitely like the show's biggest fault. And yeah. that you can say that it probably speaks to the strength of the show because despite that, it's still pretty entertaining in both halves. You've Yeah. Yeah, like you always feel for the characters. It's it never became a chore to watch, basically. No, I, I looked forward to it every week. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I don't think it takes away that much from the show, but mm. I do. I still do wish, like, if we can just redo this show, that they could just coexist somehow. Because I always missed Eisen. Like, I just wanted his weird personality through everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did do a podcast about this show, and I think we did. Yeah, we did this show, Jeed. X or X. Yeah, we did podcasts on all of them. I think I mentioned it before, but what really sells me on this show is just the brother relationship like the way that they helped each other become Ultraman yeah and the way they reminded each other why they wanted to be Ultraman like that's the kind of stuff that uh formed the heart of the show that's what made me keep coming back was like their relationship yeah because I remember there was the one episode where it was Katsumi the blue one yeah um, I always get their names mixed up Katsumi okay yeah, Isamu. I thought there was the episode where like Isamu was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm, yeah. And it really was kind of a dramatic moment because I, yeah. I could understand from his perspective after everything that happened beforehand. Yeah. Like yeah. he just couldn't accept the responsibility that comes with being an Ultraman. Mm. Yeah, I just love the Minato family in general. Oh, I know. Like, even so when good. the mother shows up, like it's just like, She's like a hurricane. Oh, <laughs> oh I know. <laughs> it's oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I, I love Rube. Um, the Rube movie was cool. I just don't understand the Tregear part. Yeah, that was... I, I, I get what they were trying to do. It's They're trying to set him up as this really big villain that even the new the current dudes in their strongest form could not, like completely destroy yeah i think that works better if there's a stronger connection to taiga between rube and taiga as a series yeah yeah because here it just sort of feels like oh the the heroes kind of didn't achieve what they were gonna do and now the next guy's got to clean up Yeah. yeah yeah that's definitely what happened to that movie i felt like it just was not necessary like they just could have skipped all that yeah can we talk about how janky like ultraman groove is as like a cgi model (laughs) no cg subaraya let's just just call it quits on that right yeah because they went to the trouble of like doing the building destructions practically but then you just throw cg characters through it it's like yeah right i i don't understand because the suit doesn't seem like was it just that they didn't have time no, they they wanted to do it in CG because they felt like there were specific angles that they couldn't get with a practical suit. 
I guess because I, I remember that being like I remember seeing shots in like uh, Ultraman the Next and being like, oh, that's a really dynamic like angle that you can't really do in practical effects, like when you're flying around and stuff. Yeah, I just don't think they yeah. they, they did it better in that than they did it in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I like overall I like how the suit was supposed to look. Mm. Like I like the overall look of it, but man, it was executed poorly. Yeah. It's such a shame. Yeah, it really is. But, you know, that aside, it continues the trend of having like movies where the previous cast feels important and where it does feel like a team up again. Yeah. Um so with the Jeed movie, like the poster just featured the Jeed cast, but with this thing, Jeed, Riku and like Jeed was they were there like front and center with everybody else on the posters and all the advertisements. So it really did feel like a, like a, a joining of two different shows. And then you watch the movie and he's surprisingly important to what's going on. Yeah, 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 for sure. So outside of the movie, there's also the Ultra Galaxy fight New Generation Heroes, which premiered on YouTube with subtitles and an English dub. Yeah, which was so exciting. That was the time when um, that was done by uh, Winkler Productions, if I remember correctly, which we have interviewed the guy who runs it, William Winkler. He's a very Mm. nice guy. So they had a, if I remember correctly, they had quite a lot of involvement with that because they did want to make it so kids could watch this and enjoy it, even if they have no idea what Ultraman is. That's true, yeah. I think of all the Ultra fight shows, maybe after the uh, second Ultra Zero thing, this probably could have benefited the most from a much longer run because it throws so much at you. It did end very abruptly. Very abruptly. It could have done for at least like three more episodes. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ground to cover too. And it's just... It's not covered well. Yeah, and it's not even just the ending. It's like it introduces uh, Asahi's training as an ultra. It introduces the idea that all of these ultras, not just like the current dudes and the previous ones, have some sort of partnership going that they work together. It introduces them into the M78 world. It gives you freaking Ultraman Ribbit, which is... (laughs) Oh, he's so... I love... He is awesome. He is so cool. So refreshing. So for people who do not know, um, so basically Reboot is a Ultraman character created for a CGI kids show in, I want to say, Malaysia? Indonesia. Indonesia? Malaysia? Or Malaysia. Some... I think it's Malaysia. Um, but yeah, he he shows up in maybe two episodes there. And then he becomes a recurring character in live shows in that country. And you kind of think, yeah, that's as far as they're going to take it. But no, because like it lasts for a few years and like he doesn't show up in anything official. But then, bam, like him appearing is like the like the climax moment in the first trailer. Yeah. And it, it aired in both Malaysia and Indonesia. That, oh, that so it's in show. both countries? Oh, yeah. Wow. And yeah, the, what I like about it is that he uses Silat, which is a specific fighting style in those countries. If you've watched like the Raid movies, that's what basically what he's mm. using. 
See, that's nice. I always like that they integrated him into this because it really does acknowledge the fans outside of Japan. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he turns out to be really popular. There's actually a recent magazine poll that at least like it, it ranks the most popular soft final figures and he is number one. Wow. Oh wow. As it I should didn't know be. that. He is number two. <laughs> he is number two. I was wrong. He is number two. Okay. Uh, that's no, good that's too. Still that's good too. Crazy. Yeah. Like he's above Taiga. Dang. Wow. Who's number one? Uh, Rega. The guy who we don't know if we'll ever see because of a very nasty situation going on right now. Yeah. Mm. I was looking forward to that suit too. But. So speaking of, let's do Taiga. Taiga. Which is the most recent Ultraman show. And continuing, you know, the whole familiar relationship, Taiga is Ultraman Taro's son. And he also has, he was also part of a squad. And they go up against uh, Tregear, which for some reason, Tregear, is it just me or does Tregear in this, in this show feel like a totally different character from them? He feels completely different. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much do we want to spoil because this is such a recent show. Do, do we want to I, go full on? I think on? it's okay. Okay, just yeah, go so full yeah. on. So yeah, uh, Tregier is a friend of Taro's, who becomes evil. Um, so then they he fights with Taiga and his uh, two friends, uh... Fuma and Titus. Yeah, uh, they get defeated and. I guess turned into energy or whatever. Some non-specific thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't ever specify. But at least they yeah. weren't turned into soft final figures. <laughs> oh, imagine if they brought back Spark Dolls again for it. Let's oh not. He's just he's just softly holding a Titus uh, soft vinyl in his hand as he goes, "Buddy, go." <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so we follow. We we end up following a team on Earth called Aegis, which is a private. Uh, They're basically security guards. They're basically security guards. Fire, <laughs> which is a weird thing to. It's a to do very cool take yeah. on the traditional like military response force yeah 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 um and our main hero is hiroyuki uh who gets fused with taiga but you find out that he was he's been fused with taiga since he was a kid but he didn't know it Hmm. um and yeah the the interesting thing about this is that he's not just one ultra but he's three ultras in one yeah they went like deno yeah pretty much but holy crap, do I love like Titus and Fuma. Titus is Titus is just good character design. He is <laughs> fantastic. Oh okay, I'm not gonna lie. I think the first time I saw that, and I was like, "What the hell is that? Like, this is so like I don't want to see muscly Ultraman." But then the show went on, and I was like, "Okay, Titus is awesome." I like Titus. I still don't think I like the suit just because just it it works because he's such an insane character yeah um but as a design i don't really like it too much but it's just I love too titus. jarring yeah i love titus as a character though because he has he exudes that energy so much he does yeah he's such a wrestler 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is one of those shows where they also just dive into the into the lore of Ultraman again. Like, yeah. So Titus and Fuma are not from M seven eight. Titus is from, oddly enough, like the most obscure of places. He is from the planet that the Ultraman from the nineteen seventies Ultraman anime is from. Yeah, that's obscure. Oh, yeah. That's obscure. That's a pole. That is, yeah, like completely out of left field. And if you ever compare the two, you'll notice that they have very a couple of similarities in their suits. And the main one is that they both have this kind of star-shaped color timer. Right, right, right. You're right. And the faces, like, I can see it in the eyes as well. Is it his transformation effect the same? Yeah, so the 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 three ultra guy men I forgot my word from <laughs> those guys. dudes. Uh, yes, the three ultra guys, like when they transform, it, it's basically updated versions of the transformations that the original ultras they're based on come from. Boy, I could have said that smoother. But you, you get the idea. Um, so Tyga's is a CGI heavy version of Taro's transformation same with Titus and then Fuma is well you can't really do a super huge update because Fuma is from the same planet as Rosso, Blue, Grugio and Orb so they're pretty recent shows and I do love that somebody at Tsuburaya must really like that line of Ultras because they keep introducing new ones yeah it's I don't know. I, I, I like that there are, there are such fans over there that they're just like, you know what, we're just going to keep going. Yeah, yeah. The continuity is really nice. Like, pulling from the anime, that's just right? crazy. That still blows my mind. I remember watching the first episode of the show and feeling it felt very... I don't want to say cinematic, but it felt much higher. Like, it, the production value was higher than, than the previous shows. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and especially higher than Rube, but which that's a given. Um, the producer, I believe, for Rube is on record having said that the show's budget was actually a lot lower than G and Orb, and oh. because I think like his words were like they wanted to tell a smaller story, which is why the scope is basically Ayakashi City and not necessarily like the entire planet. So mm, that makes sense. That works for that show, I think. Yeah, so with like Taiga, it it I don't know if it's just we went some time with a smaller show or if the budget was mm-hmm. that much higher, but at least that first episode and maybe the first few after it felt yeah, it felt kind of cinematic to me at times. And it was I remember yeah. yeah. Like I remember watching and just thinking like, "Whoa, this is not like what we've had lately." Yeah, I felt that Taiga was really different and especially like just even the suit designs themselves already could showcase that it was going to be so different. Yeah, the fact that we have three distinct ultras at the outset was like, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't super focused on the fusions either. But this is something that I think has in common with our comments with X, where it's like I felt like they didn't know what they were... They didn't have a clear vision of... The gimmick? What the, what the gimmick would be because he has some yeah. that are rings and then some that are bracelets. Yeah, that's true. And the key holders. Yeah, like there's three <laughs> key holders. Yeah. He's got rings that are the monsters, but then he has rings that are also ultras. 
and they used I don't it it never felt it felt confusing throughout the whole show. I honestly, as someone who hasn't seen much of Taiga, I do think that it's very. I'm gonna use it, it seems like lost potential of just he holds on to the ring of the ultra instead of putting it on the transformation device. Even with the way that it's shaped, it looks like it's meant to fit onto the uh to the um like it on the word the transformation device instead of just like he's holding on to it and that's it. Yeah, like the transformation device itself, I don't think was particularly like flashy compared to the seasons before it. I do like like in general, I like those wrist transformation devices just because I'm a big fan of like Geki Ranger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the same time, I can agree that like the gimmick definitely never had a solid foundation. I do like that they cha- they changed how they visualize it midway through the show. At yeah, first, he, yeah. at first he would just hold on to it. And that's it. But then they did like, okay, we have to show that he puts it in front of his hand for a second. There's a beam of light that hits his palm that activates yeah. the thing on the other side of his hand. It's like, okay, they had to like explain it further. <laughs> yeah, because I never, I never bought the the transformation device for this, but I always wondered like, how did that device actually work? It is yeah. so cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. Can you please explain? Because I I always wanted to get it, but I was like, how? Basically, it's. The form factor is the Geki Changer. It's pretty much the Geki Changer with different electronics. And okay. so you put it on your hands. It, the big part is on your uh, the outside of your palm. Mm-hmm. And you literally, you just grab a thing and it reads it through your hand. Is it like, because um, that reminds me of the wizard belt, because the rings had the R- RFID. Yeah, it's exactly like that. And it's exactly like that. Okay. You know, I like that. I like that quite a bit. I, I I really enjoy the fact that you can just, you literally, you don't have to like touch it to the change or anything. You just grab it with your hand and it will read it. It it feels like, I think if I was a kid, it would really feel like you're playing with something from the show and mm-hmm. not just a toy. Feels like magic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I liked Wizard, because I could just like grab the belt and put that ring in front of me. And yeah, I, I get that feeling it would be the same. One thing, like, watching the show uh, week to week or whatever, it felt, it also felt like another episodic Definitely. Mm-hmm. But by the end of it, like, I just finished it today. Um, by the end of it, I definitely got the message that they were trying to portray that, like, you know, bringing humans and aliens together, like, we're all, this, they, they wanted to, they wanted to show that, people can live together with aliens kind of thing. And that was kind of what, you know, brought Taiga to fusing with Hiroki because he, as a kid, went through all this trouble, risked his life to save this monster, uh, this alien that he was friends with. Um, and throughout the show, you see that theme where, whether it's with his, uh, his partner who turns out to be an alien, um, it's, it's just a constant theme that goes throughout. It's just not as... You don't. It, they don't hit it home as hard until the very end. Yeah, that's true. Like I really liked Homare, the the alien partner that mm-hmm. he had. Like he I cool. liked his character. I liked yeah. how he developed. Like once 
we figured out he was an alien and kind of his backstory was really lovely. Yeah. I liked how they did everything with Pirdika too, like how she was an android. And at first I was like, this is really out of left field. But when you kind of look back on how she behaves, like before everything, I got it. I was like, oh, really? okay. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's subtleties that like she has like a personality type that like as a girl she's super smart mm-hmm. and she has all the like she loves the fashion but at the same time like you can see that like she has an overwhelming amount of knowledge that I don't think would have been human. I don't know. That's that's how I saw it when I was Hmm. kind of thinking back to how she was portrayed but i can agree with any criticisms that say that you know it was a little abrupt or kind of out of nowhere i think maybe i'm just defending her because i love her Uh, character i kind of want to go back and watch it to see if that's the case because i could totally see that being a thing where just little things that they kind of nod to but at the time we kind of shrugged off and like oh okay maybe it's just just something random yeah, yeah. I think that's what happens quite a bit. But I gotta say, freaking Kirisaki. Oh god, I hated that character I, so dude, much. Me too. It was not good. Nothing about Tregear was good. <sighs> not yeah, you're right. Nothing about Tregear was good. I had no idea what the point of like anything he was doing. So so for me, Tregia is the Jeet problem, but made worse. So Indeed, oh, really? The, That's a bummer to hear. So, indeed, <laughs> the issue I had was that it never felt like uh, him being Belial's son was important, unless it was important. It never like it didn't feel like it was part of the overall story, the themes. Well, it did. But, yeah. Um, Tregia is that to like a worse extreme because we are told in outside media that he is Taro's best friend. But yeah. the show never really touches on that. The, none of the like other on-screen material really touches on that. You see yeah. them talk every now and then, but it's, it's always when it's brought up, it's like a throwaway line. It it's it's like you're you're thinking this is going to be important. The fact that he is the childhood friend of our main character's father is going to be important. And right. it, it, ne- it never happens, and you're just waiting and waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And you get to the final episode, and all that you get in terms of that connection is him looking up to like the silhouette of Taiga and just saying, Taro, right before he dies. Yeah, right. Like, they're... I don't know. I his his character was executed super duper poorly. It's like someone watched X Eight and was like, "We want to do Dan Kuroto's quirkiness from the second half," mm. and that's about <laughs> it. Because he does the whole leaning back thing, and it's just like, I don't, I don't get it. Why are you yeah, doing and this? Like, yeah, he's always holding like candy or balloon and stuff like that like it, too. And also, the actor just wasn't good. <laughs> I'll be with you. Uh, yeah, I th- I think that's what it came down to yeah. as well. I don't think the actor was really good. I don't know if that's. I mean, this is what happens when you cast these shows. You know, it's always hit or miss. But yeah, I I think he could have done a better job if the character was better. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, this may be. I don't know if it's a unpopular opinion, but I also didn't think Hideyuki's actor was great towards the end. I mean, I don't know. In the beginning, I was like, "Oh, this—he's—he's he's a really cool, you know, hero or whatever." But 
there were parts of the show where it just felt like he was trying to be really intense but couldn't pull it off yeah i feel the actor pulls off the laid back calm and collected persona so much better yeah yeah um, he for sure doesn't really have the acting chops to pull off the other aspects of hiroyuki yeah yeah i could definitely see that i i can agree like i liked his character overall but i don't good. think yeah, I don't think his character played being the serious type very well. I think they should have just stuck with him being that more laid back type. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been a lot more entertaining that way too. Yeah, so yeah. much more. For sure. Yeah, like I wanted to see like, you know, how Shinosuke and Drive like really started out as more laid back because of how everything happened. Like I would have rather seen something like that. And I think Things like this make it kind of difficult to talk about the show because it is so episodic. Like, mm-hmm. like it feels like all you can sometimes all you can really talk about is the the missed opportunities, and it's weird because yeah. it's not a bad show, but it's just not as good as what we've had. Yeah, you know, Rube came off really strong, and then coming into Taiga, it's still a good show. Like I enjoy, I really did enjoy like every bit of the show I really enjoyed so much Mm. of Taiga but it's just it's hard you know there were a lot of hit and misses and I really think things could have been done better but I don't know it's still a good show in my opinion yeah I think it's fun at the end of the day it has the quality that 99% of Ultraman shows do and that you can toss on an episode any random episode and you'll have a pretty good time watching it yeah, yep, yeah, and sure. I think the the having the three ultras just like their characters really made the show as exceptional as it was because I really enjoyed every single aspect of how they you know talked with each other, how their fighting styles were, how they were trying to guide Hiro Yuki in their own ways. But man, I think it could have been better if Tragar was a better villain. Yeah. Too. Absolutely. Like, it would have been 1000% better if he was actually a good villain. Yeah. I don't know, just. You have Taiga, he's the son of Taro, which is cool and all, but, like, yeah, definitely needs something to make that feel like it matters more than just, oh, he's the son of a older hero. And that goes back into what Ultraman seems to love to do is giving you plot elements that should maybe be in the main show but in various forms of multimedia so there is a kind of mini novel short story thing that follows the early history of uh tregier and uh there's so much in there that the show would have benefited from and i think you could have done it as flashbacks or, or reveals i don't know that the actor for kirisaki could have pulled it off but i think it would have given you a better show um boy is he super gay for taro like just like it is i love it not subtle he writes a love poem for taro and that moment in the final battle when he says taro's name as hiroyuki's like silhouette is about to come down at him that's supposed to be like him remembering a moment from childhood when taro jumps up into the sky and he just says all right we're friends now and like 
that that is something you shouldn't have to read about in like excess material that should be yeah. in the show i totally agree it would have made that character so much better oh my god it's ugh. even if they made like um you know how they did with orb origin saga even if they did like a little secondary show with more about Trey gear i would have been okay with that too yeah, but I think I think we still needed a little bit more in the main show because yeah. he just seems so random. And yeah, the fact that yeah, he pops up in the Rube movies makes it even more random. Like Yeah, yeah. His yeah. whole thing is always they're gonna do something with him, right? This can't be his entire character arc, <laughs> but no, no. No, like, that's it. Um they have so the the Taiga movie was essentially postponed because of the COVID-19, nobody wants to release a movie right now. We don't know when it's going to come out. Right now it is March 29th. It was supposed to come out, I believe, March 6th. It has no release date. A movie that was going to be released in the same weekend was uh, the latest Doraemon movie, and that's been pushed to August. Still have no idea when this movie is going to come out, but it feels like that movie was going to try to push some sort of connection between Taro and Tregear. But I feel like I've been burned way too much by this concept to really care at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, I, it, you know, it did not come to a satisfying ending by the end of the show. So what's the point? It's a shame because everything else about the show I actually did really enjoy. And I really enjoyed the kind of goofy episodes too. Like the one where they had the imitation Belial and stuff like that. Like that was a really good episode. But, you know, the story kind of fell flat. I liked in the final episode where they finally say like, okay, Hiroyuki, go save the world. And he's like, wait, you guys knew? And they're like, yeah. It's like, wait, you guys knew the whole time? It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so apparent. Like, it's like oh you're really it's like you're really bad at hiding this thing, dude. <laughs> that actually goes into a question I've been wanting to ask since the start, now that we've uh pretty much covered a good portion of a taiga. Out of all of the new generation heroes, which team do you think has it the worst of you should have known from day one? X. SSP. Without yeah. a doubt. Oh. Without a doubt. Oh, yes. Dude. Like, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> Naomi, you're smarter than that. Like, come on. I'm, yeah, I remember when he went crazy in, what was that form called? Thunderbreaster? The Belial form? Mm-hmm. And she, yep. he, yeah. he puts her in the hospital. He gives this really dramatic speech, and everyone's watching. But the stuff he's saying doesn't make sense unless you know he's Orb. And nobody puts that yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Y'all are supposed to be, like, kind of smart. Like, you live with You live with the man. It. Like, Yeah, right? Like, come on. Come on. Who drinks, who drinks that much Ramune? Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, SSP. But then, like, X. Like, I totally agree with that, too. Like, I guess maybe there's more members. And, you know, if we were thinking of this in the real world, it'd be hard to keep track of everybody. But I honestly wow. think that the... Um, and I cannot remember the name of the team. Uh, what was the name of the team, team in Ginga S? Oh, my God. I'm blanking on it, too. That's... No. That's a different one. Uh, UPG. Yeah. Ultra Party Guardians um, or something. 
they have they have second place and then power gap everything else. Um truthfully, if Orb didn't exist, UPG would have been at number one because as much as <laughs> as much as I like them, it was kind of just like a dude, Hikaru's on the payroll. Like yeah, he right? is actively not doing the job by just oh I got hurt or I wasn't even there. Um and it was just like it was just oh he was Ultraman Ginga. How did I not put two and two together? And like the oh my god, it was rough. But well, that kind of reminds me of the original Ultraman, where he's like uh, he always runs off in a different direction, transforms, and then comes back and is like, oh, I you know my ship crashed out somewhere, I passed mm-hmm. out. or I or you know my plane crashed for the third time. <laughs> I'm cl- I'm clearly not competent in my job. Yeah, right. Like he is the worst member of that team for sure. It wasn't the fact that he was Ultraman. Um, so something we didn't touch on too much because I think the Western fan base didn't really get to take part in it was the Tri Squad voice dramas. The what? Mm. Exactly my point. (laughs) (laughs) So. On YouTube, after each episode aired, they would release these voice dramas, which are basically like audio episodes that featured backstories for the the three ultras. So you got some really cool things like learning more about Taiga in, in his uh, earlier life. You learn that Titus is actually the son of the main villain from the Ultraman anime, which is... Whoa. A really cool connection and that yeah like that's why he has all this black on him and like that's why uh jede has black on it if you're the son of someone who's evil and like in the darkness that's going to be physically oh, visible yeah that makes sense um you get a lot of backstory on fuma and his connection to the planet orbis from um oh good i always liked fuma he was my favorite so y'all know that the the, the warriors peak when you get there there's a giant ring Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Fuma goes up there with his friend, and it basically you don't get that power if you actually want it. So, oh, it's it's like you have to be like it was basically you have to have the the qualities to be a hero without want without having the like selfishness of like yeah 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 that desire yeah the desire, and unfortunately his friend had that desire. And the ring transforms his friend into like this horrible monster, and then it transforms him into Fuma, and he basically has to kill his uh his best friend. Oh god! Oh my oh. gosh! And, uh, there's actually this really hilarious uh little web comic somebody drew of Orb returning to the planet, and he's like, "This is the only place I can feel calm and, pe- and at peace." And then in the background, you just see Fuma yelling, "Why?" oh my god it's crazy because fuma is like the most playful of the three yeah like this adds such a like element of like this guy went through some stuff wow but it makes sense why he was so pissed off at trey gear like he really couldn't hold back his emotions you know because he's been through stuff yeah i agree with you nicole like i think fuma was my favorite of the three Oh my god, he was just so funny, and his suit was awesome, and I liked the the high-speed dynamic he had. I think the fact that he was so popular kind of informs the design choices in the next main Ultra. 
Mm, How's that for us? You're absolutely right. That's a good set. Yeah, right. Well, you like that? George is the ne- next host. <laughs> wow. I guess I'll just I'll just disconnect here. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, don't leave us. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the uh, recently announced Ultraman Zets or Z or Zeto or Zet. Zet. <laughs> is going to be the next Ultra series uh, to come out. Uh, starts uh, projected to start in June, but you know, we'll who see. knows right now? Who knows right now? Yeah. But um, if it does actually start in June, it's uh, gonna have a much earlier start date than any of the recent shows, so it might run a little longer. But again, I hope so. who knows? It, it, they usually start in, in July, right? Yeah, July yeah. or late June. This would start early yeah. June. Yeah, so this follows uh, Ultraman Z. Who is the uh, apprentice of Ultraman Zero? Someone thought that was a good idea. I mean, <laughs> I I can see no wrong here. Well, <laughs> it's gonna go all all types of ways, but I can't wait to see how that goes. <laughs> I'm just interested on seeing how Zero is gonna be as a. Cause you see him as like a a slight. A low key mentor character for uh, for each of the new generation heroes, but not one that, excluding Jeed a little bit, you don't really have one where he's like, ah, yes, I'm going to train him completely. Yeah. Yeah. It um, this really does feel like it's. I don't. I want to say the conclusion because it feels like they're always doing something new with Zero, but it feels like the the, the next step in, in his character arc that he has a full-on student this time. Yeah, which is insane when you think about like how he started out. It's crazy. And it's, you know, like, we mentioned this comic earlier as we were prepping for this. It's, uh, you know, you just imagine Zero busting into the room, talking to uh, his master Leo, and going, "Hey, I've got a student now." And it's like, <laughs> "You sure that's the best idea?" <laughs> Shout out to our featured artist, or former featured artist, Dot uh, EMC for that one. That made me yeah, laugh. That, that so was hard. really funny. It's really good. Yeah, but it's true. You know, Zero would be that way. I could totally see Zero like <laughs> training him, and then. As soon as he's like, oh, you gotta have to fight now, and then two minutes later, Zero just jumps in and takes over because he can't just to get the credit. Like, back. oh man, I gotta get in on this. Like, he can't hold himself <laughs> back. He has to get into a fight. So oh, yeah. there was actually a bit of foreshadowing for this in in the current clip show series. Um, there is a moment where he's kind of late to the episode, and Riku asks him, "Hey, like, what were you doing? What were you late? Why were you late?" And Zero says. Oh, I was finishing up some training in the gym. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's just like such a little throwaway line, but now it's like, oh, he was training Zet. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. He also had the cape in the clip show as well, which uh, at least for me and a few other people, I processed it was, why does he have the cape? Cape, yeah. Why, (laughs) who, who who let him do that? Also, why is his cape so extra compared to? It is. It's so gaudy. It's so zero. 
It is. It's so him. But it looks great. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? It looks awesome on him. Yeah. So, speaking of designs, what do you guys think of the design of Zet? It is aggressively okay. It's, it's <laughs> safe. Safe yeah. is It's similar. very safe. It, a lot of, it looks like it takes a lot of, like, everything that they've worked with and put it together. Um, if you zoom in really closely on the face, you can see he's got some uh, attack eyebrows. Like he's got, he's got a, he's got a pouty face. <laughs> and he's got a That's true. Too. It's, it's basically a combination of X and Fuma. Yeah, I could see that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. I do like the Z as his little like core. What do they call that actually? Color timer. Color timer. Why the hell did I forget that? I almost <laughs> called it core metal. Oh, <laughs> that's no, of, no, like, no. Right now. <laughs> I, yeah, I I like like I love both designs of like X and Fuma. For some reason, that yeah, you like you said, aggressively okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd like to see it in action yeah it'll probably look good in motion yeah i think so too i think just the way like the stripes and every or like the colors kind of fade in and how the suit itself looks yeah. it, it's it's safe but i think it'll look good on the screen right now i feel like the head is too small for the body <laughs> yeah, you say that but true. titus exists <laughs> this is true. No, but his head is pretty bulky. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's Titus's a square. head is pretty bulky. <laughs> yeah, it's square. So, <laughs> no, he's got the shoulder pads set. So that's why I'm like, eh, yeah. Maybe if he didn't have those shoulder pads, it'd be fine. Also, he seems to have more blue than most. I like that. He, I like that. It's very blue. I, I love the blue, but it's just I don't know something. I don't know what it. I don't. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is about. You know what this looks like? Honestly, this looks like Zero's OC for like a student. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Same color coordination and the color timer is a Z. Of course he's going to pick someone that has a Z. Why wouldn't he? (laughs) Wow. You're right. You're right. Like this guy was definitely trained by Zero. Uh, So the main protagonist is... Haruki Natsukawa, and he is a rookie pilot of Storage, <laughs> the anti-monster robot force. Like that's a interesting name, Storage. Yeah, well, we have spaghetti or sp- spaghetti that that sign that pops up in Orb. So they like to play with words. Yeah, wait, spaghetti. It was that, that so. That was okay. It's just me referencing a weird sign that was in uh, one of the fights. Yeah, it's that one where like everybody was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> like this is a weird sign. But yeah, they, I, I always like how they play with names. But storage, I want to know like what the acronym means. I wonder if it's just where they put the monsters. It's just a big holding cell for monsters, so they just call it the storage. Um, something I did notice, though, from the magazine scans is there are no extra forms. What? Hmm. Yeah, they're, they're usually when the first magazine scans come out, you see the extra forms. Here it's yeah. all Zet. Interesting. Interesting. So I wonder if, like, are they holding off or is 
like are they going back to a very basic approach they might be because i feel like the story as we have translated it is not really talking about like usually the last couple seasons were like the powers of ultraman have been scattered throughout the galaxy again type of thing again So, and that usually is why they have so many forms, but I don't think that's happening in this story. And there is definitely going to be a collectible, because if you, if you look at his, like, giant dual disc blade thing, there are spaces to put yeah. something in there. Yeah, but I wonder, I mean, you can't see very well on at least the images that we have, but I wonder what it is. Yeah. He's got a uh, one of those holders on his belt, so whatever it is, it's going to be able to fit in there. I feel like maybe coins or some sort of marble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, they like should coins. do marbles. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, let's not have the kids uh, eating marbles. No, it'd be it'd be larger size marbles. Like like you remember the one that like everyone had with like Pikachu inside it. Well. No. Okay. I do not remember this. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that at all. maybe I dated myself a little bit. Dude, you, you, you know, there are plenty of fish in the sea, okay, man? You, you don't have to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But overall, I'm definitely looking forward to this, you know, because more zero, the better. Yeah. Nothing opinion. wrong with that. Uh, yeah. Some, I guess design-wise, something that does... I don't know if I like it or if I dislike it, but... He has a mohawk. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. very clearly has a mohawk. It's not just like a fin. It, he has a mohawk here. It really, well, I, I really feel like it's very inspired by Seven's yeah. like mohawk thing. Because if you see in the poster image, you kind of get like a side-ish yeah angle yeah and you see that it has indents in it so it's almost like very reminding me of like seven's thing yeah even though he's not like directly related to seven or is he oh shit maybe is he really zero's little brother because it's zero's son as we has established is a horrible father (laughs) (laughs) you never know that could be what it is you know, I was joking, but now I seriously think maybe there's something there because he does have the color combination that Zero has. Yeah. Isol- isolate yeah, that, that quote. In the mohawk. Isolate that quote for the finale. <laughs> we called it. Tokenet called it. Calling it right here. Tokenet called it. Zet is Zero's brother or son or cousin or possibly like half brother. <laughs> We're covering all the bases here. Ultraman Zero from the past and he just doesn't remember it. Whoa! Don't uh, even, man. Is he zero from other dimension? Oh, I can't wait for Belial to come back, and he has a student that he's been training. That's gonna happen. That is absolutely gonna happen. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, it's exciting. You know, we're continuing Ultraman, and Zero comes back, and this is like I feel like the penultimate time for zero like i don't know how they would expand him further after this a uh, question i have is like we've talked about this being the new generations era where do you think that'll end do you think that'll end with this 
I don't know, because I feel like... So the, the name of the Taiga movie is New Generation Climax. So is this supposed to be the start of a new era? That's a weird way to start it. Yeah, I guess like technically, you know, it is-ish. Like it's the idea that a character from the new generation is passing on his mantle to like somebody new. Like I don't... I mean, he is the one who started, so... Yeah, that's a good point. But it feels weird that it's still that if you want to start a new era, like kind of like zero one, you kind of just have to do it different. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So maybe after. Though that said, this also it seems like it's bringing back the mil- the military team. So we haven't seen that in like full scale since X. So yeah. it could be. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, there's a lot of possibility for this. I am really excited to see the season as long as, you know, it airs when it's supposed to. hope so. No one knows right now with what's going on in the world. Yeah. We need tokusatsu right now, though. Yeah. Uh, I need my Ultramen to make me feel better. (laughs) Well, we are getting a lot of Ultramen here, so... Yeah, yeah, I hope this makes you all feel better. Just thinking and talking about Ultraman. I know it does for me. <laughs> so yeah, that was... Man, that went on longer than I thought, but there's so much to talk about with Ultraman. There's so much we still haven't talked about, too. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of fine details within each series, but yeah. this this is an incredible time for Ultraman. Like, I I can't believe they came back so strong like this. Yeah, yeah. Like, even though they're not full year shows, they feel, for the most part, just as entertaining as a regular year long Ultraman show is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I think they made the smart move not not making it a full year. Because I feel like sometimes, you know, the plot can be a little rushed depending on the season. But I think most of the time it's paid 40, off. 50 episodes is a lot to do. That's a tall glass of water as well. Yeah. I feel, yeah, like right now, Surai are probably keeping it at this level. Not because they can't afford a longer show, but because this is what works. And something I think really points to that being the case is... uh Taiga made more money than Sentai that year. Oh. Right. That has Right, you're absolutely right. Not that has never happened before. Like not since like toy records have been coming out. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, Ultraman's really seeing that resurgence and it's it's fantastic. So yeah. Hopefully we see more Ultraman this year. Dope. Uh so yeah, that'll be our the end of our episode for the Ultraman New Generation Heroes. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming. Uh, Nicole, George, Ryan, thank you all for joining. Thanks. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I, I, mean, I like talking about Ultraman. I could have gone to play in the snow. <laughs> Did you want to, though? Actually, no. What, what, what's the virus? And uh... Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys for being here and thank everybody here for listening to the show. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.
The Tokunet Podcast is the official podcast of the Tokusatsu Network, your best resource for official tokusatsu news and media. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platforms such as iTunes or Stitcher. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thetokunet, where if you're at the writer tier level or higher, you can get early access to episodes and more. Team Tokunet will always be online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and of course our website, tokusatsunetwork.com. Thank you.